distance from my mic proper. That's that's good, and that's awesome. main main reason for the headphones. Is just so I'm sure you've done a little bit before. Yeah. So uh, Brian Motes in the studio, uh, good to sit down with you, man. Yeah. Uh, local artist, uh, self maybe self sustainability expert. No, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, uh, do it yourself guru. Do it yourself er. Okay, <laughs> that's probably the most honest way of going. I, I just saw your like you just did a chicken coop. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that that, that was, turned out super nice. It's really well, not nice is not the word, but it looks. I mean, it's fun to look at for sure. It's really not, especially. Uh, I wouldn't call it safe for chickens yet. I mean, <laughs> I mean it'll it'll house them. Does it meet OSHA standards? No, far far from it. Did you build it but all out of pallets? Mostly, yeah. Uh, the the thing that got it to its point now was a lot of patience. I, I really I was um, there. There's a lot of weird phases that went into the making of that because it just sort of the lack of funding for just like, you know, new materials um, at that for that um, that size of a coop. I knew I w my biggest priority was that size to meet that size of a coop. And my second priority was to make it uh, was was to do it super cheap. Um, well, actually, I guess, I mean, you could say equal priority for that matter. So but I didn't I, a lot of it was just, you know, materials. I was just, you know, Facebooking like. Who's got what? You got pallets? Let yeah, me know. Yeah. And a lot of people said, yeah, totally, come get ours. But they, you know, a good majority of them would be rotted and stuff like that. So, yeah. so uh, I, you know, I took them home and gratefully, super grateful for everyone that, you know, offered whatever they did. And by just bringing it home, tear it apart and throw the Salvage. terrible wood in one pile, throw the good wood in the rest of the pile and just figure out where I can go from there. And then I finally, and I did, so I, so I made a lot of it that way. And then I got some salvaged plywood. Uh, from a house that's being that was being torn down. Oh yeah, nearby. You and know that they, that yeah. goes on so much. Mm -hmm. uh, I when we remodeled our gym that you've been in a couple of times, um, it was so funny. The first time I saw you come in, I'm like, Do I need to Do I need to ask that guy <laughs> if if um, he wants to try a class? Like I had not <laughs> oh, seen you, and I then I was you. convinced then that you, you had kids that were there in the class. <laughs> we have so many people that come and go. Oh, like, yeah. I, but I. I'd seen you in the gym a couple of times, but um, we're we're kind of right by. Uh, we've been in this location uh, in this house for six months. We're right. we're wanting to do a chicken coop too, man. Oh, yeah. So it's fun. It's hard. It really. It, it, I mean, it's it's fun and hard. I'm sure no matter how much money you got to invest in it, but uh, I'm, I'm in a way I'm glad that I was completely broke when I started it because you know I really it, I learned a lot that way. I've just you know. You know, I almost imagine like, uh, kind of myself as like a modern day, uh, you know, homestead, uh, not homesteader. Yes, homesteader a little bit, but I don't know. I just have like this vision in my head from from you know like you know early Ozark you know travelers or you know homesteaders like going moving in and just being like, well, we got trees, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. Well, and you guys are um, definitely. I would say I I don't know exactly where you live other than vicinity wise, and right. I know where I, one of our boxers lives over by y'all. But um, yeah. definitely, you could say out in the country. Yeah, Tim lives nearby. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I, I've been noticing some houses. Uh, we went down uh, and um, did some shooting out north of Dover, gotcha. and there was a house being torn down there, and I saw a whole bunch of wood, mm -hmm. and I was just like, oh. yeah, that's good stuff. But... Yeah, yeah. I, I taught myself a lot because I'd never built anything that big. I'd build the smaller, you know, tractor, chicken tractor, you know, on wheels. You know, yeah, yeah. Figured yeah. up that you know housed six chickens at the most. Um, that we've been keeping them in, 
but uh, I never got any bigger than that. But it, how many how many chickens do you have now? Now, including the rooster, we have fifteen. Wow. Yeah. You know, nine just the other day. you know, I've been fascinated by chickens yeah. because I didn't know anything about chickens till recently. My grandma had them growing up and um it uh like the whole like how they brood. Mm-hmm. That is such an interesting yeah. thing that goes on. Yeah, so far we don't have any chickens that really brood. Like they're they're not, you know, broody as you say, as they say like they they'll, they'll lay an egg and they'll just let it be. They'll just it well, I guess more or less forget about it. I mean, I, I I pray, you know, that the chickens aren't counting how many eggs they've lost. Because, <laughs> cause, I mean, it's... Yeah, you know, I would get upset too, I yeah, guess. For real. So, but none of these chickens so far that, we, that we've had before, because uh, we had like five, we had five hens in the rooster before, and then we got the nine just the other day. And none of them so far are very broody. They'll just lay an egg in the nest, you know, that I provided for them, and they'll just leave it be, and they'll sleep on the perch. Yeah, and just, I'll, t- I'll pick them up, and the the eggs not the chickens but and uh and i'll just go about their business and it's like another app never like there was nothing ever there before it's really interesting i mean what other species does that i know well and then too so i i didn't know about this and i felt like a childlike not knowing i guess it makes sense but um so and maybe you can explain this to me a little better so the rooster if he does not come in the hen house the eggs will not actually become chickens. Is that true? Correct. Yeah, Does it have eggs, to like touch the egg or something? Or? No, no. I mean, it has to mate. Basically, you know, they have to mate. Uh, the, the chickens will still lay eggs. And this was news to me, you know, in my adulthood. This I, me I too. This. I just found this out a few weeks ago. They will lay an egg, no problem, but it will never become a chicken, uh, no matter how hard they sit on it. <laughs> no, well, if unless the rooster isn't there to, to intervene, do his thing, and and you know, make the make it so the population can grow. But you know, so. Fortunately, we, we didn't actually have the rooster for a long time. We and uh, I don't remember what convinced us to finally get a rooster, but maybe just to kind of help with the hen protection because he's very protective. But um, I don't know. He, he just kind of he's kind of mean too, but not. Yeah. He's not the worst rooster I've ever I've ever heard about. But he's he also he can be rude to the other chickens. He's gotten to a place where he knows not to pick on the humans. He knows that even kids. That's good. An unfamiliar dog or something might come by and he'll, you know, he'll, you know, dash at it or, you know, kind of just jump at it. But even then, he doesn't really, he doesn't really assert himself in a terrible way. Have you guys had any problems with um, predators or anything with your chickens? Not yet. That's good. There's got to be coyotes out there. I mean, there's coyotes in town. There's a lot of coyotes out there. We hear them every once in a while, you know, cackling out in the woods. I, right out here, hear them a lot too, um, across in the woods. Yeah. Our, our theory is that they don't, at this point, they haven't bothered us because there's a lot of dogs, uh, you know, on the property. That we live on a kind of a strip of, of land, and there's another, there's a few houses on it too, you know, going in the direction. There's always dogs marking that territory, just continually. So my theory is, is that they just don't want to mess with that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So I, I heard this... Um there uh there's been a few different people joe rogan's had some guests on that are coyote experts he's he's super fascinated by coyotes and leash laws in towns have been one of the things that's caused like over by the gym you know we're kind of next to some swampy area on parkway but really we're in town yeah you know but we see coyotes over there um crossing parkway Hmm. like from the railroad tracks like over going into the woods uh between like our gym and uh, Phoenix, 
like the overpass extension yeah. they put in. I've seen maybe three or four over in there. And okay. the neighbors, Elmo, back in behind us, where that field and everything is between kind of like us and tech direction, mm -hmm. he said they see them back there like daily. That's really interesting to me because they, they, they seem to avoid us in terms of just like being seen. I've never actually seen any except for when I went They are sneaky, I hear. Shine my light out in the, in the trees and I can see, you know, pairs of eyes looking back at me. But, but other than that, I've actually never seen one with my eyes out there. That's yeah. Yeah, like in the daylight at least for sure. So they're apparently everywhere. There's uh, I saw a video just this week of a coyote in Manhattan. Hmm. Like it, it's yeah. it's weird. They're in yeah. every uh, that and another thing that's uh, become more of an issue uh, for various reasons is wild pigs. Hmm. You guys see any um, any hogs hmm. or anything out? No, there's I mean, there's supposed to be you know boars and, and things out there millions yeah. in property damage a year really? are caused yeah hmm. yeah they've started in some areas they will hunt them by helicopter hmm. wow yeah because yeah. it's probably easier except they're dangerous you know they can be at least yeah okay. no uh that the, the definitely those tusks yeah Ooh. the um uh speaking of tusk tusk the the razorback the arkansas razorback live mm -hmm. uh, pig uh its home is actually really close to our house so, really? so, you know, during during the season, you know, sports seasons, I don't know which games it goes to, but uh, it uh, you'll see this, you know, super slow. The guy is the driver of, this, of the truck that drives a trailer. It's got to be one of the best guys ever because he, no one drives slower out there than him. We have, live on a dirt road. People just zoom by when they go by because... You know, there's no, there's no, yeah, signs. no re repercussions exactly, really, yeah. no speed limit. And you can, and on a, most of the stretches you can see a good distance, so you can feel confident enough to drive fast. I wish they wouldn't, but they do. This guy just drives like a snail. I love it. And he'll go back and go past with an empty trailer, and then the 15 minutes later, he'll come back slowly by with Tusk in the back. Interesting. Two. Yeah, and so we'll wave. You know. when, when we first moved out there, of course, we'd have him stop once or twice for the kids to see Tusk too. And, it was great, but man, I love that guy because he's just like, he's not in any hurry. Cool, yeah. cool. So does is he he owns Tusk or he uh, works for the university and just kind of couriers? Uh, yeah, I think he works for the university uh, uh, in whatever capacity. Other capacities, I don't know, but he, uh, I don't think he owns Tusk. I think, or actually, I, I'm not even sure if the university owns Tusk. I think it's possible that. Um, He's a Tusk is a consultant for the University yeah, exactly. of Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets his own. He gets his own transportation and everything. But uh, yeah, no, he. Uh, I think he. I think he's actually owned by whoever takes care of him nearby, and then and just you know they probably get paid to. Mascots is uh, such an interesting topic. Uh, tech is in the process, whether they admit it or not. Um, of changing their mascot from the Wonder Boys to the Bulldogs. Oh, really? So if you've if you've uh, picked up on anything, there's Jerry the Bulldog. Okay. And Jerry the Bulldog shows up at all these events and everything. So it's kind of like a hearts and minds approach they're taking. Sounds like yeah. So that's funny. Well, the alumni are just apparently super pissed about it. Yeah. I don't really care one yeah. way or the other. I'm yeah. like, well, what's a Wonder Boy? I. But then it's yeah. like, I have no problems with. Um, bulldogs whatsoever yeah. uh, the, the only problem i would have is like it's super sad that people fight any dog but it, it, bulldogs i feel like get used more for those purposes yeah, yeah. and uh yeah. yeah but i mean all the pit bulls i've met have been super 
Super good dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're wonderful dogs. The, the, the only downside to them, they're, they're sweet, they're loyal, they're loving, they're gentle with what they need to be gentle with. But the only problem is, like, you know, when they do decide to attack, for whatever it's reason, on. it's over. <laughs> they win, you know. So, I mean, they're, they're wonderful, super good dogs. And, you know, I, I, we, we had a little puppy for a while that was the stray. That did you guys find a, find a home? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah, we did. We found a great place for him. And, uh, and, and, I think he's gonna be. She, he's gonna be in great company. It was a boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know if I thought it was a girl or not. Just watching on Facebook. Wait, actually, now that I'm saying, no, it was a girl. Yeah, she was a girl. Thank you. For the, I don't know why I said. I couldn't. I, well, I just saw. I saw you guys yeah. posting about trying to find, mm-hmm. um, trying to find a home for it. Yeah. Um, I guess I've already mentally disconnected from it. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. Man, pet. So sorry, my dog jumped in your car. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> what my is he doing? My dogs are in there all the time. She probably smelled it. You know, so yeah. Yeah, he does enjoy going for rides. Yeah, um, yeah. He's just a year old. Oh, really? He's a giant. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. He's a big, big dog. Yeah, he's uh he's at up right at a hundred pounds. He turns well, he turns one year old May first. Gotcha. He's so, super sweet, super sweet. Yeah, he's a he's a good dog. He he gets yeah. uh gets wound up when people. <laughs> come. I don't know. It's not one thing we cannot like. He's so chill when people are not here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And then when someone comes over, he's like ah. People dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Um, some build that. Mm-hmm. I don't ever have to worry about, um, like, I'm going to use it for the live feed, use this as a monitor, get a wireless keyboard set mm-hmm. up. And now I'm just starting to kind of get some decorations going in here. I had a yeah. music room across the hall, but there you go. My, my wife took it away. <laughs> yeah. Got to give or take. Yeah. Right. Well, I do have the sweet studio. So it, it is great. I love it in here. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm going to end up moving this. Um, Probably to my univer uh, to my office at the university in Moralton, just go. for doing. Um, this is a really cool mic, uh, Blue Yeti. It's just a USB mic, yeah. plugging yeah. straight into the computer. Yeah. I'm gonna use it for my lecture recordings it, and. It looks nice. It looks like portability. Like yeah, yeah. I, it's it's super durable. Yeah. yeah, it's got a little stand that goes with it, so I can put it on the table, and then this this little boom arm right here. Nice. Well, man. Uh, so. Uh, so you're a graphic designer by trade. Uh, to, like, tell me a little bit about, and you're an artist on top of that. I saw you went to a school recently in Little Rock and were, ex- like, exhibiting yeah. some of your art. Like, so what, uh, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing. Yeah, okay, let's see. Um, well, that particular instance was, uh, I was invited to, uh, so there's a place called Open House in Little Rock, which is a, among other things, it's like after, th- this particular class was there for like after school sort of activities and, and stuff like that um somewhat of like you know an at-risk uh place for, you know place for at-risk kids to come and you know learn and be safe and have fun and and you know and yeah. and, and meet different people you know we're yeah that's, that's kind of entirely, our goal with yeah. the uh with the gym with the nonprofit side of the gotcha. gym actually yeah facilitate yeah. that perfect and that's so that's what i was invited uh to to come and just talk as sort of in my capacity that well the, the theme for my talk was comics you know oh. and i actually don't have a deep experience with comics i have a lot of experience with reading of course for years but but um only uh but I did, so i wasn't able to really tell them about experiences as a comic book artist but i was but i've done plenty of like sequential art kind of things and right in what i was talking about before we started i think or at the very beginning was you know the book that we're you know that Meredith and I are working on is, you know, is obviously sequential art. If it's a children's book, it's 
it's in a sequence more or less usually. So, so I was able to tell them kind of from that, and I also actually drew, I you know, the week before I came in, I drew an actual like one page, in a, more of a web comic than anything. So um, you're doing illustrations. Uh, how do you do that? Uh, just like in like if you Photoshop, you do them by hand, and then a uh, little bit of both. Photoshop is if I do anything in Photoshop, it's usually kind of the last thing to maybe fix a few things, but. But almost all of it will take place either in the sketchbook and then uh, Procreate on my app on my iPad. Uh, Procreate is just the most amazing. Yeah, what's that? Art, a... Illustration and, and drawing program basically. Um, and I use my Apple Pencil and. Yeah. No. Like, I, okay. Yeah, it, I've seen those Apple Pencils. Yeah. I mean, aside from the, you know, it just feels like you're drawing on glass all the time, so that's kind of annoying. But aside from that, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's. I imagine you were a boss with an etch a sketch back in the day. <laughs> I you was remember not, those? Actually, I, I was, could not do. I, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, on me neither. That. It was extremely frustrating. I didn't spend enough time trying to hone in on my etch a sketch skills when I was a kid. I wonder <laughs> if I, I. I'm sure I could have, but I, I didn't. But yeah, no, no. I just, I just love um, <clears throat> that. Just the ability, just to draw and and you know paint anything you want to. You ever use the program Paint back in the day? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess they stopped. Paint. I guess they stopped making that for PCs. So, yeah, yeah. And Corel Draw. That was my first experience in high school. I've seen oh, some wow. comic book illustrators use, um, and this may be what you're doing in, a, in a, the same technology or whatever with your iPad. Um, is uh, like basically you would plug it into USB and it gives you like mm. a like a notebook sort of platform yeah. and you can draw on that. I've seen I've seen some people use that for illustrations. Yeah, yeah. There's the, um, I have a really small kind of janky version of it, and I'm gonna butcher it every time I gotta say it out loud. But it's Wacom or Wacom. I think it's Wacom. I looked into it one day. I finally really got Don't, the, man the words like that make me I like my dad when I was growing up had a toolbox and it says J O B O X. And it's like, but people would call it a job ox. Like, hey, it's the ox that hauls all my tools to the right, job. Exactly. Or some people would be like, no, it's a job box. Oh, it's a toolbox. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what it's called. I think it's supposed to be job box. And they just use one B for the friends. Yeah. Because yeah, you take it to the job. And I'm still talking about it years <laughs> later. So they won. Yeah, exactly. For real, exactly. That's the point. That's the point. Is that they did their they did their research and they stumbled onto a little gold mine of a combination of words and yeah um, of course I haven't seen I've never seen that brand so maybe I've seen I saw I guess they sell them at Leonard's maybe now because yeah. I've seen them over the years here and there and then on the interstate I'll see them in the back of people's trucks and I'm like I helped my dad put in the back of his truck one time that's great that's funny anyway. yeah no yeah so uh, what I say I think it's a Wacom I think that's what I think that's supposed to be the, uh, the industry true pronunciation of the brand. Anyway, Wacom just sounds dirty to me, so I don't have to try not to say it if I don't have to. It could be like a Wacom <laughs> yeah. with a knife hand. Right, exactly. But so the, uh, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's that brand, and they have the, like the Bamboo series and stuff like that. And stuff like that. And, and, but there's also the one that I would die to have, uh, which is basically you're drawing on it. You're looking at your screen, your computer screen, basically. Oh. So you could also look up at your monitor if you wanted to and actually see yeah, that's, you know, what that's you're doing. Cool. But basically, so it really feels like you're drawing a lot more like that. And of course, you know, there's the controls that you see on your screen, and there's the physical buttons on the, on the side. What's retail on something like that? Any idea? Those it's large kind of, ones are, oh, six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars maybe. I, don't, I've, I've, I think I've always made the assumption that I couldn't afford it, so I've never looked into those. 
And uh, the smaller ones are, you know, are usually two or three hundred dollars. The ones that don't have these screens, just a that's not as bad as I thought. You know, I, I, I could be underestimating. Well, uh, pricing it. There's, I've been looking at all this different software for the podcast to be able to do. Um, I would like to be to pull a camera in on you and a camera in on me, yeah. and be able to switch with those without having to have somebody do it for oh, me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, but so there's a thing called a TriCaster that allows you to go live. It allows you to switch cameras um, mm -hmm. a lot. And, and, and two, another thing is to be able to do a um, a screen capture. Okay. So like, uh, let's say I would be like, oh, hey, I'm just going to pull this up mm -hmm. and look at it. Right. Uh, that's, a, that's another thing. I'm like, my audio program, sometimes like I'll be doing a YouTube upload or this Microsoft uh, 365 or whatever kicked on. It kicked my audio off. Oh, so I got to get a better setup than this yeah, here. So but the audio I get on the camera is actually way better. Oh, that's good. It, so I just like, I hate having to split it off every time, even though that's mm -hmm. probably um, what I'm going to move solely to doing. I want to bring the video and the audio at the same time into the computer and just bypass having to do separate feeds. Yeah. But that this thing, the TriCaster is like a thousand bucks or something. Yeah. That's, that's yeah and there's actually free software that can do it if you have the right video card, the right processor, and, right. The, and the correct amount of memory. So that's been, um, luckily, I, I was telling Meredith about... Um, I saw she's given a oral history talk, mm -hmm. yeah, public okay. history. Yeah, oral history uh, workshop she's teaching. Cool. Uh, so our wrestling coach, and I had, they haven't got to, I haven't even been able to introduce him yet, but uh, his name's Aaron MacArthur, and uh, he also, like, builds computers. But he's the, he's Tech's um, public historian, teaches oral history, runs the museum. He was on the podcast. Right. be a good episode. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he uh, got his Ph.D. at UNLV. On Pawn Stars, nice. So fun, yeah. <laughs> history cool. Channel. There we go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that um, that's something that's been that's kind of my next move is getting my my finish my studio getting decorated, mm -hmm. do something with this wall over here, and uh, get to upgrade my cameras. And I've got a few other little things I've got to got to order. Man, cables. Mm. Yeah, just alone. Yeah. Like I had to get a special cable to hook up my. Um, when I go from the TV to the mixer or from the, uh, the headphone amp to the mics or to the, or to the headphones rather to the mic. So yeah. we can hear, uh, you have to have like a mono to stereo cable. Oh really? So you can't just do like an instrument. Like I hook a guitar into this amp over here. Right. Wouldn't work the same way. Huh. Weird. Anyway. Crazy. It, yeah. yeah it, it was it stuff I never points. would have known. Yeah. Same here. Stuff I still don't know. Yeah, man. I know yeah. there's whole degrees for audio engineering. Yeah. I didn't even know that. And then I was like, what do you mean you're an audio engineer? <laughs> like you work at a recording studio? And they're like, no, it's a degree, Pro yeah. Tools. I do all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, it is interesting. And these people that are getting these audio engineering degrees are like becoming producers of podcasts. Oh, uh, yeah. And they they take the podcast to the next level. Yeah. I mean, this way, yeah. I've been discovering some stuff lately. It's just been blowing my mind, like the storytelling through podcasts. Oh um, yeah. The one the, the one that sticks out to me is maybe a fairly well. It's not a very obscure example, but it's the um, Wolverine pod podcast from Marvel. Really? They have this amazing. Oh, dude! Like a, like a radio drama. I gotta style. check that out. So good. Um, I think it's just. 
think it's just called Wolver oh, Wolverine the Long Night. That's what it's called. That's what I was saying. I wonder if that's on so YouTube um, as well. But it, that may be an example of one that's just on audio. Yeah, it, it may have. It, I know that it was conceived of and never thought of as anything more than just audio. They might have like a video version where it's just a still picture of the podcast logo or something on YouTube. But but um, there's. A, I just got onto a new one. Um, somebody was talking about listening. It was about um, cults. It was a podcast mm. about cults. I'm gonna see if I can. Oh, I know I'm, I'm confusing that with the uh, but, um, Netflix. Special. They were doing one on uh, Heaven's Gate. Okay. And uh, I got I got into listening to it for a little bit, and I was like, "That's something." Uh, I'm gonna do a, a run of history podcast, and I'm right. wanting to do something on maybe we won't call them cults for lack of uh, our fear of offending someone. <laughs> we'll just say minority religions. There we go. Sure. You know, uh, but that's um, definitely an interest. Did you see, uh, you, you guys have Netflix? Mm -hmm. I, I bet, that, oh, man, everybody I talk to lives kind of on the outskirts. Uh, it's horrible to stream. Oh, yeah. No, that particular series or just Netflix? Just that? Netflix, streaming we, things in general. Yeah, we, we lucked out somehow. We got a, um, we're, we're, we're way out there. I mean, there's a big dead zone from the time you leave Dardanelle till you get to my house. You know, you just can't driving through there today, going yeah. to Mina. Try not to be on the phone when you're going because you'll drop the call if it's not if it's an important phone call at least. But we, but then you know you drive out to her house, you take your turns and whatnot, and you get what you think would be much further out and even worse. But we have maybe the maybe the signal's bouncing off the mountain or something. I don't know, but it's a great signal. So we just use. You guys no, closer to Danville than Dardanelle? We're we're almost about halfway in between. Yeah. See, it's pretty close to it. Like ten or eleven, to, you know, it's eleven miles to Danville, and I think it's maybe it's about something like ten or so to back into Dardanelle. But anyway, the uh, signal is great, but there's no there. Are, you know, I can't get an actual internet service unless I want to do um, satellite. Yeah, and that's spotty a lot of times with the weather. So we just actually got a hot spot from. AT oh yeah, I've I've considered doing spots. that myself. It's, it's great. You know, we can watch TV and movies and all kinds of stuff. It's it's perfect. Somehow. Do you know? Uh, do you know anything about? Uh, I just like asking people that I don't. Maybe you know something I don't. But about the net, whole net, net neutrality uh, issues well, that I, are going on. I, I there was a time when, and I'm gonna say this is three or four, or five years ago when it was maybe. Well, I yeah, know it came. It, it came up back in the Obama. Uh, and I think it was the second term. Yeah, when it started, when it uh, became sort of a hot uh, topic uh, for good reason. Uh, and then I was involved, I, I got involved just, you know, just on a surfacey level. Um, and then, but then I think it kind of, it, it, then it sort of took a backseat, you know, it didn't really, it, it, no one, in, they weren't pushing it as hard. I think because there was some, basically some victories of story. I've, I've lost the story in my head, I don't remember. But, uh, and then after that, I just kind of, I just didn't get as, I wasn't as connected with the, it. So right now, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, um, as sure about what's going on right now either, but I do notice it's it's weird over the last few weeks. Um, and it could just be because I'm doing. I'm always uploading stuff on YouTube from my phone, my iPad, or on this computer for either the podcast or I've been really um, like tripling down trying to build our gym YouTube up. I uploaded like 18 videos this week, oh, wow, cool. just short little videos, technique videos, yeah. and. Um, our people consume it and like it, and us people from abroad consume it too. But yeah. um, I notice that if I'm doing like 
maybe Cora and I would be on our phones and then we're streaming something on the TV and then it's like nothing works. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't know, like I've never had that issue previously. And I wonder if it's like the gist of what the, I think that as I understand is like, Hey, we're going to put everyone in the slow, slow lane and then we're going to charge you to upgrade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because there's there's there have been times where I it's happened at our place too. Yeah, but and, and it could just maybe it could be weather. It could be a tower down. Right. I, I think it. I think it's usually at least in my case it's been more related to things like that where it's just like happenstance. Really yeah, I could I could just be paranoid. Yeah. But uh, that's um, I, that's something I noticed. Like we've only like I said we've only been living out here since July, okay. and have re- remodeled and are still remodeling. Mm-hmm. There's a no trim in the hall in case gotcha. you didn't notice. No, I didn't see, but. But usually I'm like, sorry, my driveway is washed out, and I'm if the weather holds, I'm getting two loads of gravel dropped tomorrow, so oh, nice. it'll be cool. totally different. Um, hopefully, we can maybe have uh, so like how involved are you with um, the not with the uh, McElroy house? Is, is it McElroy or McElroy? Uh, the first way, McElroy. Okay. It, it looks like McElroy or McElroy. I've heard a lot of people help yeah. hope with saying it um, yeah, a it different is, way. But the family, the McElroy family, or and people related, they've always said McElroy. Um, there's no A in it. There's no Mac, but but it looks like. But but that's the way it is. Even my mom still says McElroy. Oh, it's McElroy. Which is, no one's offended, of course, but but uh, yeah. So it's McElroy House, and um, my level of involvement comes and goes basically um you know you know meredith is the sort of the founder and there's she has plenty of members you know that, that that volunteer time or or um kind of have i guess formally and informally you know really said i am i'm a devoted you know helper i'm like i'm a, i'm they have, patron of yeah, exactly. time like, donating time or mm-hmm. whatever yeah so uh this is definitely something that would be more accurately spoke of through meredith but you know but yeah, um, I mean, like as far as like how the membership and responsibilities and stuff go, but it's a different model for that as compared to really the majority of other nonprofit organizations out there. Um, as far as you know, the the, the day to day functioning of it goes, um, uh, and they receive grants, but they don't really seek out grants, uh, you know, like big grants um, as sort of a rule in a way. And there's a there's a philosophy behind it. there's an organizing philosophy behind that reasoning, um, it, <coughs> and the oversimplification of it is that you know other nonprofits are are there's a lot of nonprofits out there they all need money, and the macro house doesn't want to be an organization that is making it harder for other worthwhile nonprofits. To, we're all battling, spending a lot of our time battling, you know, for grants. Uh, that we all probably need equally and, and would all do great things with yeah. equally. So the Macquarie House wants to try, is, is basically, you know, day by day, year by year, figuring out a different way of funding itself without just exerting so much energy on, you know, trying to attain grants that they're just going to have to apply for again later. And then, yeah, you know, and, and, and there are so many approaches that can be, and I, the the promotion that goes into it is great uh like i'm hearing about it on the radio all the time oh, so uh, and i know meredith did um she did a, a radio and a press ad for mm-hmm. our boxing show that you did the shirt for right yeah. 
But um, the promotion that's going behind it, like I definitely know about it, yeah, that's and cool. a, a lot of people do as well. Um, I see. Uh, we we actually threw uh, the logo on the back of the shirt. Just oh, awesome. you know, like yeah, we love networking with people. Yeah. It's like in any way. That's yeah, uh, how we yeah. are sitting here talking today, basically. That's, yeah, exactly. That's how we are. But man, I just saw uh, honestly, um, Meredith's got a peculiar. Uh, we I met her when I was a. Maybe an undergraduate or a graduate student at Tech, right. and she was adjuncting. Mm-hmm. And then I had to film her a few times, okay. and I just always thought I was like folklore is such a like interesting thing to be into. You right. know, yeah. I actually I tagged her. There was um, this uh, Arkansas Encyclopedia article about this crazy monster, mm-hmm. and someone had actually done a podcast about it, and yeah. I shared it. And then I tagged her and I was like, do you know anything about this? Yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I edited the podcast. Yeah. I yeah. was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the, one of the ways we put food on the table, you know, is, is cause she's been an audio engineer, you know, more or less, not, not a, with a degree degree, but, but she was the, uh, a host and producer of one of the, um, Ozark's large programs at KUAF in Fayetteville. The oh, NPR cool. Program. I didn't so know that. That was, you know, before that was in. 2006, I guess, is when she was done with yeah. that. Um, from like maybe 04 to 06. I, I may have the years off, but um, so, and she's really good at it. So she produced the actual episode, be the host of it, and also, you know, maybe actually like produce a story. It's just sort of like a, like a radio magazine sort of thing. So, like, you know, other people would produce a short, like five minutes of a story yeah. about things that are going on in the Ozarks and around the area. It was really great, but so the, I love the Arkansas Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. That's a great resource. Oh, uh, I mean, and that's uh, I was just uh, lecture. I teach the uh, Civ two class, and we just had a test this morning on French Revolution and the Enlightenment, okay. or the Enlightenment, the French Revolution chronologically. And um, we're one of the I think a couple of test questions on the Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. But um, like uh, Diderot and a bunch of the philosophs mm-hmm. got together and were like, came up with a. Uh, encyclopedia at the time that they combined uh, all these great minds in Europe, Voltaire and different people wrote like 71,000 articles for this encyclopedia mm. wow. on all manner of topics, like everything you can imagine. Yeah. It's like, well, that is a resource. That wow. Amazing, yeah. Essays, yeah. Uh, just you name it, anatomy. Wow. So mm. pretty, pretty interesting. I, That's cool. It's, it, it is. I keep, uh, I took classes upper level classes on both of those topics but it's i've picked up a lot of cool facts yeah. like having to be on that side of the classroom mm-hmm. and i'm sure forgot a lot of cool facts too. Oh, yeah so i like need me. to go through all my notes uh-huh. uh from when i was uh that's not me is it yes it is i wonder <laughs> if that's Moralton, arkansas maybe right. maybe they're trying um trying to get me to do um, a full-time position out there, yeah, yeah. which during the day, I mean, might cut into my podcast in a little bit, yeah. but that's the thing is, um, I want to start doing more history podcast yeah. and, uh, recording my lectures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna, that's gonna be where I'm gonna, like, I haven't even launched my, like his, my first series I want to do is over 1968 and I haven't even launched it yet because I'm doing a lot of research on it, but, um, I've just been doing all these other parts of the show yeah. and, uh, it's it's going in a lot of cool directions. But, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Well, um, any other uh, like do-it-yourself project-wise? I mean, are you guys like? I mean, are you trying to go off the grid eventually? Are you just trying to yeah. just homestead self-sustainability as much as possible? Um, that yes and yes and no and yes and no and yes. I'm not really sure. Take we, it as it comes. Yeah, we actually don't have that concrete of a um, of a of a goal that we could you know put a name on it. Really, I mean, our our joke with each other is you know we'll know we will have reached success once we have a donkey you know we've got a donkey we're good you know yes. we've got and, and then two is just you know we'll be superfluous but we can name the two names we've got we've got we've got a name already. his and her donkeys yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, so one of them is going to be Don Quixote Don Quixote is an or is it Don Quixote anyway and the other one is um, I just went blank on the amazing name I came up with like a year ago uh Orthodonkey. <laughs> nice. Nice. Orthodonkey and, and Donkey Hody. We have, uh, and I, uh, Meredith may know this guy because he's been subbing at Dardanelle and um, around. I don't know if they've subbed together, but one of our boxers we call Donkey. Because oh, nice. uh, he, like when he smiles, he reminds us of Donkey from Shrek. Uh, that's <laughs> so great. We start calling him Donkey and then he'll come to the gym and now he'll go sub these kids uh-huh. that go to the gym. So we have a ton of kids at the gym. Uh-huh. And they'll be like, What's up, Donkey? <laughs> and he's like, You gotta call me Coach Gregory. <laughs> it's funny, man. That's Super great. funny. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, but um yeah, so we don't really necessarily have um any lofty goals, you know, to attain some amount of um sustainability. Um, well, I mean that's sort of ultimately the goal every day is just to do whatever we can do sustainably. But neither of us really have any uh, a background to really be able to approach that um, in a sustainable way. <laughs> so uh, because, you know, we're, we're really just trying to keep food on the table right now, that kind of thing, you know, just to get and get this, get bash o bash moving uh, and get, um, and really just that, that's, those are our goals. And, and But to do that, we want to be able to have to not go to into town to buy as much stuff at Walmart, you know, uh, and and really just and just spend more time with our hands in the dirt. And I think that's yeah. kind of one of our ultimate goal, the ultimate more simplified goals is just to be yes, doing, uh, doing a lot of gardening. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of gardening. Um, like uh, I don't even know where to start with that because there's a lot of different things going on. Uh, yeah, well, hey, tell me everything you can because the chicken coop and the garden are my next two lofty goals gotcha. as soon as I get my driveway fixed. Okay. Well, here's what I'm really glad we did to start out with. Or early, it, we'd already started tilling the ground and kind of mapping things out in our heads before this happened. But early enough, I guess it was even the fall I did this, I think, um, once we were kind of settled in because we moved last July to the place. And so once we kind of had the... the everything moved in and more or less settled. I basically just got a big piece of, um, you know, just cheap newspaper print paper, you know, like a big pad of it, and uh, and just started drawing out the master plan, a loose master plan. Uh, it's changed a lot since then. But, you know, I just got my compass out, got my ruler out, and actually got you know, got my phone out. We have a good signal out there, really fortunate. I just thank the heavens for that. That can uh, be so impeding. My parents are in a dead zone. I don't even like going out there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just grabbed my phone and went out there and I just like basically just mapped out the um, property, the, all the corners and then the corners of the house so I could actually take it and in, inside to my drawing table and look at my phone 
and, and, uh, and actually printed out sort of like this big version of a Google Maps version of it um, to kind of trace it out onto the newspaper print paper. Newspaper print doesn't really matter. It's just the, the kind of paper it was doesn't matter, but the, uh, I'm just talking about how big it was, basically. So yeah. you map it out and actually just start drawing, you know, say, I'm, I'm going to put, uh, I know my water line is here from the road, so I'm not going to dig here. Um, and I know the neighbor's you know, water line is nearby and it kind of curves over here, so I'm not going to do here. So what can I do in these parameters? And then and what do we, and we are in, and also what seeds do we already own that we want to plant? And what seeds are we going to buy that we want to plant or, you know, that kind of thing? Or uh, what do we think we eat? So we ordered a bunch of, as, you know, we order, I think most everything we get is from the Baker Seed, Baker Creek Seed Catalog. They have just the most amazing stuff in there. But uh, so we just basically just started mapping it all out. We already had the chicken, you know, area over here, and we knew we were expanding the the um, chick into a chicken run. So I actually have a you know big chicken run, and then the coop is inside of that. Um, which I it, afterthought I should have just I should have built the coop on the outside of one of the walls of the run, so you have more room inside the run, and the coop isn't going to be any necessarily any less vulnerable. Yeah, especially for from diggers Hindsight. and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, they're doing fine the way it is too. So, but uh, yeah, I mean that's really what I would do is just start mapping it out on paper as much as you can, um, and having fun with it. I I mine doesn't make a lot of sense if you're a really a, um, my, my design my master plan the layout around the house doesn't make a lot of sense if you're like a true farmer or a true gardener because it's really is supposed to be more of a, a little bit aesthetically intriguing there's a lot of circles built into it so a lot of the like the corn and the um our you know our, the where we have potatoes growing right now is that's what we actually have going potatoes and, onion, potatoes and onions we have going on now because they don't freeze they, they they tend to not suffer from the frost but they're all in these like um yeah did that frost the other day uh, set you guys back in any way like and some of our seedlings bit it you know, man but, what the crazy yeah yeah it was as a bummer but everything else for the most part did okay yeah i had a podcast guest on and uh i was i said something about it, it was like it was jesse weiss and he had just um we i just frosted like the night before he came on and uh he's like yeah and they say climate change isn't a thing <laughs> you know but uh it was just a funny little yeah. uh funny little remark but uh the the weather uh has been a little odd yeah, uh, yeah, we just experienced all spectrums of the seasons yeah. at once in the yeah. same two-week span. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. That it's funny. Our the neighbors, um, some like family friends slash neighbors, it dropped by um, during that kind of during that time s string of you know almost freezes and freezes, and uh, they're like, yeah, you know, that's why we haven't done this, this, and this. And I'm like, I wish I would have thought of that. Because, you know, they've been growing for years, and they're some old, older folks, you know. So they've been a lot more experienced growing out there than we have. So yeah. I almost wish I would have, like, called them up and said, hey, should I put these in the ground yet, or should I should I bring in the tomato seeds or whatever? Well, uh, I remember one year, uh, it wasn't the uh, – my dad had a garden several seasons when I was growing up, and if it wasn't uh, the frost at that time that I remember, but it was the um, – 
like one year it just rained super hard like it's hard it rained the, probably that hard the other day and just laid all his corn over i mean uh, you know and it was it was decent size and it just came this weird yeah hailstorm and stuff and yeah. heavy rains and just obliterated everything yeah. so yeah that happens too i suppose it does yeah we talked to before we because we also planted some apple and pear trees and we talked to oh nice uh, yeah one of the folks from the university extension agriculture extension uh from in, out of danville came and just basically just talked to us and help us think it out and it was just really neat that they do that. I mean, that's the same people that you know, basically tested our soil to tell us what we were lacking, you know, in, in, in terms of nutrients and stuff like that. Um, they, they'll send somebody out to kind of just look at the place with you and say, hey, you know, here's some steps you can take to make this better for this kind of thing. You know, this, you know, this region right here where you live, you know, it's kind of a yeah, every place, every climate is a microclimate, you know. There's a general climate, of course, and then but you have these little pockets, you know, where maybe the cold sinks in a little bit colder you know if you by a few degrees and um depending on where you are in, in any given place in the world so he said you know you might want to consider you know definitely not doing citrus right here because i feel like this is going to be a place where it's just going to keep on freezing uh in in terms of you know bad for citrus other things like your apples and pears are going to do okay so basically yeah, it was really nice that's why we just we just refrained from you know, sort of citrus and a few other things but we got some apples and pears in there instead, and they're doing great. I saw this is like I think a meme or something the other day, but uh, someone shared it to raise some awareness. I'm sure, but uh, it was uh, someone was like, "What if you just planted apple trees and other, you know, fruit-bearing um, vegetation on the sidewalks uh, in your in your communities uh, that are have high a very high homeless homelessness concentration." And I was like, well, that seems like a noble undertaking. Um, it seemed like a good idea. I'm sure that it has this logistical. Yeah. and Because, I mean, I've been around apple trees and stuff that have, like, a, they yield a lot of apples and it makes a mess and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure that the city wouldn't like that being on the sidewalk. Yeah, but, laying you know. on people's cars. And yeah, that too. The whole equal eye issue, you know, you're going to poison the homeless people with, you know. Some yeah. Kind of so that... <clears throat> I can definitely see the there, pros the, and uh, cons, and there's there's a, there's a lot of uh, ri there's there's more risks when you start providing unmonitored, you know, unregulated food sources. Yeah, I can imagine, but at the same time, I mean, I think if we had the will, you know, if there's a if there's a city or a county or a state that had the will to create, you know, a department. If it's that important to them, they could create a department of people, you know, train people that could go and consistently monitor these things. Right? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what? Do you guys go to the, any of the farmers markets around here? Uh, we haven't been really in town long enough and like uh, sunken in well enough yet to really be consistently going to anything. Um, we we will be consistently going to the Dardanelle uh, farmers market. You guys gonna set up there? Yeah, because we're yeah. gonna set up there. Um, and, but on occasion we go into, into Russellville before or come into Russellville. Is it the one, um, so we used to have the gym used to be over across from the neighborhood market. And I don't know if they still oh, set yeah. up there because I'm never over there, but gotcha. a lot of Saturdays I would go over and buy honey or muscadines yeah. or they just different things. I love muscadines. Yeah. Man. No, the only one I 
personally ever went to, I think I went, the only times I ever went was with the family, but uh, at the depot. Okay, yeah, I think I think that's I think they moved it from there oh, to the depot, the and I think there might be one other at the Episcopalian Church. Okay, they're uh, on Phoenix, but um, there's a couple, and uh, I think it was Hope was sharing something on maybe uh, one of the EAB pages or something that she runs was that uh, there's um, some sort of an online way mm-hmm. to interface with the farmers as well, where you can actually yeah, do that orders. I, I think. I don't know if it's through Facebook or not, but yeah, there's yeah, there, there's something going on there. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to. That's something like uh, I've been trying to get a better command of my diet, man. It's just like we I get so busy, and like I honestly can tell you, like I I was I had a pretty good consistent diet, um, and then like two years ago. Like right this month, two years ago, we moved into this location we're in and we remodeled everything, scrapped all that wood and traded it out to people and sold things and you name it. There's too bad you weren't around then because I got on and like you're talking about recycled plywood. I gave away so much like OSB, the, um, just the like particle board. Yeah. It was insane. Oh man. Uh, it was, and even like, uh, some of it was just more like, I'd find somebody like you and be like, if you tear this down, you can have yeah. everything. And there's some people, there's some, uh, newer rooms that have been built in there. This is a construction warehouse, mm-hmm. uh, that had like really nice two by fours. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, yeah. man, uh, that's, uh, but <laughs> that was a, a, a crazy undertaking and I got kind of just like not eating nutritiously mm-hmm. consistently and man it's just it takes its toll on it, it does and then uh, i was listening to this neuroscientist yesterday on a podcast talk about all the things that lacks it lacking uh hours of sleep will do for you mm-hmm. that's man. my that's my downfall i typically eat really well but man i don't sleep yeah, and, and I, I, well when I then I was like, well, the both of them combined there was a i had a podcast it was the last podcast i had and um I'd only slept like four hours the night before mm-hmm. for some for some reason something had happened the night before, and uh, I'd stayed up late and then I got up, went and did the Moralton thing, came back and I was just tired and I was getting tired, but it was doing this podcast this time of day, and then, like two or three times I had like a lapse in my short term memory, really, and I started like I've been charting little lapses in my short term memory, mm-hmm. and I think like the last several times I've noticed the occurrence I've been lacking in sleep hmm. but this neuroscientist was talking about all sorts of things like yeah. um there are actually higher rates of cancer in people that don't sleep their appropriate now there is a smart percentage of the people he said that can function on like less than six hours of sleep mm-hmm. like four to six hours something yeah. he said most people need a minimum of seven mm-hmm. he um and but he's talking about like when you're repairing your body when you sleep on, yeah. a, on a cellular level and, and just everything's it's regenerating. Being, being awake is destructive. Yeah, he said yeah. that. Yeah. He said that. He's like, yeah, you're, you're, we're destroying ourselves right now mm-hmm. uh, just, just by being awake. And, yeah. he, and he was saying even when you take naps, so they're talking about Edison and Einstein taking a bunch of naps, mm-hmm. and they had all these weird theories on so Einstein would – I think it was he slept two hours every 20 minutes and that turned out to be eight hours a day or uh, 20 minutes every two hours rather. But uh, just 
I think I was blowing my mind and I was like, man, now I've got to start sleeping more and eating better. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, seems like such a mountain of a, of a Well, you know, it's why I'm at, why I've asked you a lot of these questions about your gardening and stuff is like, uh, cause I know like, man, it's a lot of work goes mm-hmm. into eating healthy foods, mm-hmm. being sure they don't go bad. Yeah. Like Dude, I can. I've talked to several parents about this. You guys have a, twins, mm-hmm. and then a, a baby girl, yeah. three years old or something. She's almost four, and then they're eight. The boys are eight. Yeah, I can't. I can't. So then the time that I can't. I mean, I put a lot of time into my dog out there, but yeah. like I cannot imagine trying to be self sustainable and having to take care of even one child myself right, and yeah. i mean i'm sure you guys have it down to a science over eight no, years no we don't <laughs> we definitely don't have it down to a science but but more than we more than we would have if we, if we just been thrown into it and so i mean it's just it's just a day-by-day thing you know that we we figure things out and we discover areas of weakness you know. are you are you a twin no no okay. i have an older sister and that's about it Okay. I saw it that way. Like, I maybe saw uh, you post a picture or something on Facebook with somebody that looked like you. There was maybe a cousin or something then. And I was like, because I, I know twins typically run in some some side of the family. Yeah. It's on Meredith in this case. She wasn't a twin. But, uh, and I don't, I'll, I'll let her tell you someday. But was yeah, that a crazy on, surprise? On mom's side, I think it was, was. So yeah, it was a surprise because we weren't expecting it all because it's not, twins are not super prevalent. Uh, in her family, but that's where they exist. And there's just none that I know of in my family. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's really interesting. But yes, yeah, it's, it's in terms of, uh, the healthy eating and stuff like that, it, it really just comes down to I mean, one of us has to be, you know, more conscious. I don't even know where I'm going with that. My, my point is, is that Meredith is, is really, it's just, she's made a point of making sure that we, Man, if Cor- if Cora did not cook food for me sometimes, like yeah. a lot of the time, yeah. I would just be straight Taco Bell. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I, just like th- right this too. new burrito is a dollar, and I can get it in less than five minutes. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, no, no, she she is. It's just part of her mental daily moment to moment cycle is to be thinking. You know, what are we lacking at home? What needs to be gotten for the rest Cora of works that what way, too. Growing? She's always hours ahead. Like, I'm like, we just ate lunch two hours ago. And she's mm-hmm. like, what's for dinner? Yeah. And I'm like, are you hungry right now? Like, yeah. she's like, no, I'm yeah. planning. Right. I'm like, oh, oh, I was like, going to start planning for like four more hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, she'll, she'll text me from like, from working or something like that. It, it'll be not even 10 a.m. And she'll be like, can you put the beans in the slow cooker and put this in there, too, and this in there, too? I'm like, I, had, I wouldn't have thought of that until about six. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm really thankful for that. But, and, you know, hopefully I help out in equal ways in the opposite direction. But, uh, and that's the only way we do it with the kids. I mean, she's able to kind of cover that base for us, you know, and, and, and I just rely on her to relay requests for me because she's not able to always actually carry out some of the you know, things that need to happen, like putting the beans in the slow cooker or whatever. But uh, I can when I can so I can do that. So we just that's the only way we make it work with all the, with the kids and the, all the gardening and the chickens and all the freelance work and substitute teaching. So do you like do you do any writing with your freelance work? I know you do design stuff. No, I, I'm almost 100 percent outside. I don't do any writing at all for the most part. I could. I, I went to school. The reason I moved to Arkansas was to go to, to study creative writing. Where, where, where are you from? Well, I, I was born in California. 
I grew up in California for the most part, but I moved to Arkansas from Hawaii after having lived there for, for, a, year, for a few years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the story just got more interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it goes on. There's all kinds of stuff. I just uh, figured like you were born in Dardanelle and no, 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 no. met Meredith, and y'all were high school sweethearts or something. Mm-hmm. No, you know, no. no, no, no. I had just moved to Arkansas from 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 Hawaii, drove from California, so by way of California. Um, and I don't even know where to start. There's there's all kinds of details. <laughs> I don't even like which part do I start. I'll just start from Hawaii, I guess. So yeah, I've been living in Hawaii for two or three years. And me and my best friend there were like, man, how's the cost of living? Well, we, we were pretty fortunate. We had, you know, my mother lived there, so I was living with her at the time. So, um, and I was, I had gone, I went to art school in California. I said, that's not for me anymore. I can't, I'm not going to do that. I don't have the mental capacity to really, you know, focus on it. And How old were you at the time? Um, 20, 21. Yeah. I also did not have the capacity yeah. at that time, and now, yeah. I'm, now I'm a professor. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I Like, I literally, if you would have asked me at 21 years old, I didn't get, I tell people this all the time, I didn't get even get my life headed in a good direction until I was 23. Right. And I, I think that based on my research and just listening to people talk about this, it has to do with your cognitive development. Yeah. That you're not fully, like, you're still going to be making impulsive decisions and not planning for the future until you're maybe 23 to 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They say the brain doesn't, isn't fully, fully developed, developed yeah. until, that, until around then. So yeah. So, and, and then my, for some reason the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was someone broke into my car and my well being was not threatened in any way whatsoever. They just took some CDs. They took some paint, like paint, painting paints, uh, and some books, and I was like, I'm done, <laughs> no more. Because uh, I had already kind of, I think, men- mentally made up my mind that this is just uh, uh, not for me. And just just California itself, or, well, or just, is this when you were in California? Oh, yeah, I was going to school, art school in California, and I just said, no, I just I need to drop out. So I went back home, we had a coffee shop that my family had started in, in the Central Valley, just a small small shop in a small town. And I love coffee. Yeah, it was, it was a great place, so I worked there for a while again. And then I finally moved out to Hawaii to do some stuff and then, and where my mom was. So my dad had passed away. So she uh, kind of put the shop in the care of my sister, and who's four years older than I am. So I worked with my sister and then, and then finally moved out to Hawaii and uh, to do some stuff out there and, and just kind of just be for a while. Worked at a Borders bookstore, God rest his soul, and, you know, and, uh, and kind of uh, st- lived there for a while and kind of hopefully figured some things out about myself. I don't think I really did, but I think that was supposed to be my, uh, my, what's the word, uh, excuse for being there in Hawaii. Yeah, well, that was what I was supposed to, that was the work I was doing. Yeah, well, I, I too, I had yeah. a period of time where, like, I got a pretty decent paying job, and then the economy tanked in 09, 08, 09, mm-hmm. so, like, during the, the Bush years, and, um, that was like when they sent out all the stipend money. They mm-hmm. sent out like I remember I got like a a thousand dollar check or something, yeah. or maybe maybe that was in it. But I was making good money at the time, and then that government sent me a check, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is great, Ooh. thank you." A stimulus package yeah. or whatever. I want to say maybe even got two checks before it was said and done, but um, I got laid off, oh, man. and then I was on unemployment for seventeen months, like drawing the maximum, might I add. Mm-hmm. So, like. Because it got to a point like it, this particular job is commissioned, and I'd made as much as like $5,000 one month. 
and then it got down to the point where like I owed them money, you yeah. know, and it oh, was just man. like they they're like, well, we're just gonna lay you off, and you know, you haven't sold. Yeah, it was it was I was selling cars. I haven't sold a car in like thirty two days, oh. and but, and I was usually selling like twelve eighteen, but everybody was just starving. Yeah. Like no, like no one even drove on the lot. Mm. I mean, because like it, gas was four something a gallon, yeah. and it, during that when I was on employment, I lived at Spring Lake, and I I could see the pilot gas station billboard sign, mm -hmm. and I watched the gas go from four thirty seven under Bush while I was on employment. Obama gets elected, and it went all the way down to a dollar thirty seven. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember literally standing out on my porch, like looking at it and being like. It'd be crazy if it just because I that was a speculation is it was gonna it's gone as high as it was gonna go mm -hmm. and then it was gonna start coming down and oil is going down per barrel and yeah. but that was a it was a good time uh, because I made enough on unemployment that I could just go back to school mm -hmm. and not worry about too much yeah you know that man financial instability and trying to have all that figured out at that age is a very stressful thing oh, yeah I, yeah. I that's like I, I think that um you just had to kind of be accepting of not knowing what you want to do that was always my biggest hang up in college the first couple of times around because i dropped out yeah a couple of times mm -hmm. was Same i could way. not handle being there not knowing what i wanted to do and mm -hmm. spending time and money pursuing something that wasn't right you know going to end up being what i did and now i view it totally like we've talked about like you know, you, you, did you ever complete art school? No. But you're an artist. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Meredith but, yeah. is not an audio engineer, but she is. Yeah. Maybe, you know? Yeah, I have mixed feelings about all that. I have mixed feelings about how, you know, having sons now, I think about my my experience with education, career finding, inspiration. What's your personal inspiration for life? What Passions. You, what, yeah. And, I mean, part of, the, part of me a big part of me really wishes I had not dropped out of school, any of my school, <laughs> any of the schools I went to, but spe specifically art school, because I really could have made use of all that knowledge, you know, and those connections. I really could make use of them and learned a lot about persevering and, and sticking with something. But that was the big thing I took yeah. away is just mm -hmm. like, I did it. Mm -hmm. There's proof here on this piece of paper that I did it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm more marketable to mm -hmm. you now as an employer. Exactly. And, and I, and I, you know, I was there long enough to like, you know, the loans I got, you know, they were, I had to pay them back, you know, it's not like I could just like, get now. my loans back. You know, I finally got that off. That's not even that long ago in my history, but, but, um, so I, you know, I totally am, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, following your passion. And letting, even if your passions end up taking you to different passions that you didn't expect, and then you go full circle eventually, you and you know, and in some people's eyes, you might have wasted a lot of time on this extra stuff because you know I went to after I so I dropped out of school, went to California or went to back home and worked in the coffee shop, went to Hawaii, and and then my best friend and I out there were like, man, we gotta get out of here because you know there's nothing if you like to surf that's super. Like but there's to, sharks. Yeah, if but if you like to hike, that's cool. But if you and if you want to own a, a tourist business or something like that, that's cool too. But other than that, you know, there's not much to do. There's no music. There's lots of music. There's no. There's not. You're not See. getting much from the mainland, right? Yeah. So, we were like, we gotta get. Let's go to the mainland. Let's go, let's go back to school. 
hey, why not? You know, so we we were either going to go to Colorado, Boulder, or go to Fayetteville, where because his, his parents lived in Salem Springs. We knew there's a good creative writing program up in Fayetteville, so he was going to study journalism, which he did, and, and I was going to study poetry, which I did. Uh, which, because I was like totally convinced at that time, I was going to become, you know, poet, you know, at, 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 the, at the end of it all, because I was writing a lot and I just loved it and I still do. But um, I don't write a lot anymore, but I still love reading. But, but, um, you know, and, and during that whole time for years, I was not doing anything professional in terms of design or illustration. Nothing. I was not practicing it. I mean, I was doodling a lot and I was. Journaling, drawing, sort of things. Just in my, just just to keep myself busy at four a.m. in the morning when I haven't gone to bed yet. That kind of thing. So that was the extent of my visual creative output. So I really, I do. I have, like I said, I have mixed feelings about that part of my life. Where I, if I hadn't have done all that stuff, I wouldn't have met Meredith. So that's kind of a that's a good thing. But if I had stayed in school, I would have you know, been probably a really much better artist, you know. I mean, I like where I'm at as an artist. I like where I'm at as a designer. I feel like I'm um, as good as I think, I feel like I'm as good as I um, want to be at this time. Um, and I'm not doing as much as I don't want to be, but, I'm, but, I, but as far as talent goes and the actual, what I actually do complete these days, I feel like it's as good as I would hope it would be. Well, so. and... You know, I'm with you 100%, and I've thought a lot about this, and, like, this teaching at the community college, and I saw, I just, I saw an article today, and it said, um, trade schools, enrollments are at an all-time low while, um, kids are lining up after high school to go get college degrees right and literally there's a fewer plumbers and electricians and it, 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 you trade get like what a, maybe is that a gilded uh is that a guild would you say the, uh i don't know i don't know but, but you know our unions and, and just different things it's like skilled skilled labor mm-hmm. but it's like uh i wonder too anymore it, the, so okay you go to school and you take these classes and then that at the end of it all they say hey brian congratulations you are now an artist <laughs> is that even a thing it you is, know yeah, i mean it, yeah well it, i know it is but well, so here's my so my father went to the same call art school that i went to okay and graduated from it and went and before he was even graduated he had a great job at hallmark cards like as an illustrator in a in a not necessarily even at an entry level position, um, and so was able to really give our family like, and I was two or something like that when he graduated. Um, so my sister was like six or seven. I was two or three. She was six or seven, something along those lines. And and uh, so yeah, so it really just depends on the school you go to a lot because like Art Center in Pasadena, California is going to really make sure you get a job. That's that's I mean like a huge percentage of their graduates go straight into a great job. That's awesome. Yeah, um, that's just part of the. It's just part of the goal, and they don't want to just train you; they want to get you started, you know, in the world. So, um, but you know, there's a lot of other art schools that are just going to like give you some basic skills that are with and some basic experience and get you um, a running start, but not necessarily actually get you in the door somewhere. Um, and that's the weird thing about being a, a, an artist, and it's the weird thing about graphic design because 
anybody who's got a pencil or a computer yeah. can can call themselves that and legitimately call themselves. I'm not saying like you know, but they're not. I'm saying they are. So, I guess to answer to re, to reply to what you were saying is like yeah, that you can you can go to school, but you can also not go to school. But I think really the question comes down to is like, can you focus and really kind of zero in over the span of years on on something that makes you happy and and economically fulfilled? You know, that's the question. And for me, the question was no, I wasn't able to. I, mean, I, I bounced around. I was in my band and I was in the school, Play that music. school, and you know, I loved a lot of this, and I'm happy about a lot of those things. But I'm also, I really wish I w- I wouldn't have. Uh, bounced around as much as I did, but also I I like where it finally brought me when it came down to it. So, yeah, oh, that's well. That's yeah. it, I think that's that's it. Is like at least I, I mean I, I there was three years when I was out of school I used my degree apps. Like this is literally the first time I've used it this right. this semester. And your like, degree was what? Uh, uh, history, history, a okay. master, right. a master right. of arts in history. That's right. You said that. Without um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Really, and I mean, I enjoy doing it. It's a passion I really like. Um, giving that guy that only shows up to take the test a really hard time every mm-hmm. time he only shows up on test day. Right. But, but no, it's the whole gig is cool. Mm-hmm. I like it, and it's mm-hmm. rewarding. But um, it in a, in a big way, it's like okay, now I get to pay pay the piper over here mm-hmm. with my student loan situation right. through this passion. Yeah. But it's man, it's it's. It's nice. I've always wanted to do, to to do it to teach classes and lecture. But on the flip side, like what I've got going with the martial arts, um, it's kind of the same thing. Like uh, I had to receive all of this education to become a black belt or to own a school or whatever the things I've done. But like so many things that go into that business that I like. I couldn't just go, I couldn't go get an MBA and then, and then get a, like being an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. which in a big uh, roundabout way, it's like anything self-sustainability is being the ultimate entrepreneur Mm -hmm. in my my view. It's like, that's why Mm -hmm. I have some goals, some stuff you're already doing and just seeing you guys post on Facebook. I'm like, (laughs) what is it? You're yeah. doing this with pallets? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you, I, did you oh, see boy. I shared a, a thing? It was like, uh, it was a picture of a pallet. And it was like, I recently um, made a, made this coffee pallet. table into yeah, a pallet. I, or something. Pallet. I made a pallet out of a coffee table. <laughs> so funny. I didn't yeah. share that from your page, did I? It was hilarious. No, 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 no. I saw, I saw I, Meredith was on her phone or something like that. And I saw it over her and I was like, that's pretty funny. And I don't think I realized it was you that shared it. but It, but it boy, was I going around you, viral. It was funny. I looked at... I, I want to figure out a way we've talked, Meredith and I have talked about this a lot. Um, you know, reality is so different for people who aren't well-funded, right? You know, neither of us have a lot of money uh, and we don't necessarily strive for a lot of money either because then you lose all your time or your, or your soul even. So there's always a trade. So we could have, I could have, um, one of the limitations to me of finding the the ideal materials for the chicken coop, for example, is I don't have a truck. I just I have that either. car design. Yeah, so, it's frustrating. So, yeah, so you, in preparation for the coop and even preparation for the chicken tractor, 
I, you know, I went on Pinterest countless times to look up all these different ideas that people are, you know, doing. Of course, it's just, just loaded with photographs of these great, you know, coops that are made from pallets and, uh, all, and, all, and all kinds of different neat materials and, and, you know, reusing different sorts of things. And they're all just beautiful. And they're really neat. And they're, like, perfect. And they have no holes in the floor. And, you know, the... the that there's no holes in the roofs and there's there's no rotted wood laying you know over in the corner and there's not uh, you know rusty nails that you you know someone gave you bless their hearts because you know they're straight you know and I took them that kind of thing so um, the nails are straight so there's it's, it's not that there's so my I guess what I'm circling back around to is that Meredith and I want to someday I think it would be fun we'll probably never do it but I think it'd be fun I think it'd be really helpful to a lot of people out there to make like a do-it-yourself for if you have zero money, you know. And Man, for, I'm you know, telling you right now, if you just started doing YouTube videos and called it that, because mm -hmm. I've been I, I, every year I go to Vegas for like a trade show for martial arts school owners, mm -hmm. and I've uh, last year I got to take a class on monetizing a YouTube channel. Okay. And I'm actually um, and you're class you, on that. That's cool. You, it, well, it was like it was like a. Maybe an hour, and the guy I'll let you look uh, look him up if you want. Yeah. His name is Master Ken. He has a YouTube martial arts comedy show called Enter the Dojo. That sounds fun. Yes, um, his um, slogan or whatever is like "Restomp the groin." <laughs> but I mean, this guy goes over the top, uh -huh. and it is uh, it is great. So he taught the class, and then um, you're welcome to access this material if you want. Right now, I'm taking. I haven't finished the stuff because I'm. I just bought a my jujitsu idol Hicks and Gracie, who my dog is named after, oh, just released the first ever DVD series. So I'm watching that. But Adam Carolla put together a podcasting masterclass, huh. and it's like um, I don't know six different videos, maybe twelve hours of content or something yeah. like that. Maybe maybe twenty hours. I've gotten through about six hours of it, and um, it's got a big thing on monetizing, but. Mm -hmm. It's really not that difficult to monetize a YouTube channel. And yeah. it's weird, the videos that get the highest number of views. Like, you put how-to or do-it-yourself mm -hmm. or, I mean... Um, In front of anything? Yeah, my web guy makes money off of his YouTube channel, like, doing cover songs in front of his webcam. <laughs> and, like, this other stuff, but it's all how-to videos, right. more or less. And he's... Like like several months ago, I was like, hey, yeah, it was a three hundred dollar check from YouTube. Oh, nice! And I was just like, there we go. from what? <laughs> yeah, you play that Smashing Pumpkin song? <laughs> like, it's just like, uh, what? That's awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah, but that's something I'm, you know, with the podcast um, and the uh, and the gym page, I'm trying to do that a little bit. Yeah, cool. But I would watch your videos if you did it, because I mean, <laughs> or, that's like I'm asking it, you questions. I'm all, I'm doing I, the same thing. As, oh man, it, I I, I, I I wonder how well it would do, given that so much of it would be like tongue in cheek. I can't. I wouldn't be able to do it without being sarcastic through the whole thing and tongue in cheek because, because I mean, like it would. So much of it would be basically telling people, nobody knows how to do it this way, and <laughs> just be patient because if you don't know where, you're, like you know, the your next set of materials is going to come from, and you don't even know what the lengths are going to be, 
you don't know if they're going to be in good condition. Well, just think about how many people would not just be like, hey, go drive some country roads and see if there's any houses, chicken houses, right. anything after a storm that was damaged right. that people were tearing down. Was there a house that was partially burned, but mm -hmm. a segment, you know, just yeah. stuff like that. It's like if you're just looking for raw used mm -hmm. materials that you're going to denail the boards. Mm -hmm. and, and the episode after that would be like, how to find the person who's willing to drive it in their truck or convince them to let you borrow their truck. You're like, hey. I'm, I'm getting a, that's one thing. There's actually um, an auction, a police auction. The fifth judicial drug task force is having a police auction Saturday at 10 AM. I may nice. go to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got to get some sort of truck for mm -hmm. just like the gym, like something I can pull a trailer with. Like for example, we had this boxing fight. The ring is not here right now. I uh, loaned it slash rented it to a guy that owns a boxing club uh, over other side of Cersei. Yeah. Well, he's bringing it back. We're going to set it up, have the fights, and then we're going to tear it down and bring it back here. And I yeah. also have to rely on yeah. someone with the truck. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's, um, you That's know. it works. It is, man. I need a truck all the time. It's, yeah. it's yeah. weird. Just hauling stuff. I mean, I have the crossover, the Forza Mobile out there. but. Yeah. It's uh, still kick the seats down. Like I gotta go. Like I need to go get some straw right now. Mm -hmm. Just gonna haul that in the back of my yep. Kia Soul. That's how it works. Yep. That I gotta pick up some straw and like twenty bags of mulch. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's yeah. so much so better gonna, if I had a truck. You're gonna be a lowrider and dirty inside. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. But I think that'll be good. And then to the dog. I'm. We're trying to get him trained to where we take him to the gym with us during the first part of the day, mm -hmm. so he doesn't have to sit in there all the time. Yeah. So that's good. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you got any other like, uh, exciting projects you mentioned you're working on illustrations for yeah. the book and yeah, other than bash bash, that's about it. Bash bash is just kind of like my life's it's where I'm, my whole life is zeroing in on, on this project. You know, two, um, two people I had on the podcast that were one of them. I know is relatively a short episode about an hour. A guy named Eli Craner. He's actually a local writer but um he um he's been able to get a whole lot of stuff published um and he's written books and things um that he's got, i think he's got a couple of books that are published or in the process he talks about all that on the podcast like, a, like picture books or, or are they like novels well or um, or? So not a lot of illustrations with his but how i got in contact with him is a buddy of mine named um josh wilson and he was on the podcast and he they're both published in if in those podcasts, they talk about some cool places that picked up their works mm -hmm. that pick up all manner of, uh, there's one called like new pop lit. My buddy, Josh was, uh, it was like a children's story mm -hmm. about these two dads that go to the park together nice. uh, to this other kids can play. And, uh, but uh, I think it was called new pop lit okay. was the place, but they had some, it, those guys have been, um, when the time comes, if you're looking for publication, mm -hmm. cause that was one thing I was talking to them about. I'm like, Tell me about the book game right now, yeah. because uh, I, should write, I should write this down while you're while you're talking. Yes, yes, I will forget by the time I make it to the car. Yeah, uh, new new pop lit was that one um, one publication, but uh, Eli Craner, C R A N O R, and Josh Wilson, the, the really good episodes. I really enjoyed doing them, uh, and both those dudes are like Renaissance men. Uh, Eli played football in college, then played semi-pro football in Europe, wow. in like Sweden or I think it was Sweden. 
But then he came back, coached the football team, and then he just got out all together, and now he just, like, teaches, uh, like, some adult education or something over there at the um, the old uh, – I can't even remember the name of it because I'm not exactly from Russellville, but it's um, over there headed towards Dardanelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that called? Um, they have I a name for it. I went to a few Spanish classes there for a while. Yeah, yeah. so he it. teaches just different classes there and writes every day and I think helps um, maybe raise his kid. And, but he, um, his subject matter on writing is uh, all around like football and huh. brain injury. Really? Super interesting, man. Huh. Like it's like an hour long, but and he does he he's done some poetry and stuff too. And he wrote it. He's like, well, actually, he brought a poem with me about you know CTE. Wow, you're gonna need to know what these two words mean. And like, hmm. then he just goes into the reading. One thing I'm gonna do is that clip and a few more. I've had several guests do readings, yeah. song lyrics, different things, yeah. and um, part of one thing everyone says on monetization is like with this, I have a lot of longer videos. Like we've been going about an hour and 20 minutes and, um, those are good. But if I could pull a five or six minute video of our conversation out mm -hmm. where it just got really good yeah, and, or you did a reading or whatever yeah. and put that as a clip, yeah. like we did that for one on a gun control politics. I had yeah. a political scientist on and, we were talking specifically about YouTube's policy they had just released. Yeah. And so I'm trying to build clips up, but not having a producer and being busy keeps yeah. me from, from going back to those episodes and cutting yeah. the clips. Getting the good stuff out of it. Yeah. So That's a bummer. But yeah. No, yeah, back to your your, your question about like what projects um besides what we got going on around the house, which is well, you know, we're trying we're really we are in danger of starting to spread ourselves too thin, trying to be creative and making money without having to like get straight up nine to five jobs where we just leave the house all day long and come back at the same time yeah. and then it gets dark and we get up and do it again. So we're really trying to combine our efforts in creative ways. And I'm super excited about like where, what's happened. Like, so we've got the Silver Springs truck patch, you know, which is, you know, basically, you know, baked goods that are amazing. But we're sort of combining that together with, you know, with Basho Bash and all the garden work we're doing. So I've got all, of, I have like, you know, nine different patches um, dedicated to kind of help keep things organized mentally as well of through the garden. And they're all named for different Basho Bash characters, you know, Fast Fox and Rowdy and all these things. So, um, and then eventually they're going to have signs. I even got a you know a sculptor friend. We're actually in, in, down the line. Maybe in a few years, we're going to start having some sculptures out there of the characters, you know, things like that that are going to make it. Do you do any sculpting or anything? Like no, that? I don't. No, I've never done that. I, I um I just I've always been a big admirer. You know. You know what's cool? Um, there's a guy around here that does it. Oh well, like um that. Mm -hmm. oh, like yeah. that somebody did it with a chainsaw. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there used to be um what I guess it was probably tusk was over at like the foot clinic or something. There's like they had a tree fall down and they like cut the they cut a razor back into the uh, tree, tree stump okay. and then uh, I think they pull I think it's gone now. Huh. It was that right down there between like the neighborhood market uh and Kroger. Okay. Like right between those on that same side of the road. Gotcha. But yeah, no, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, yeah be really neat. And I have I mean that is just all just kinda like just daydreaming into the future. But but yeah, so we're trying to kind of tie it all together so it doesn't seem like we've got five different projects. It's just, we're just trying to turn it all into one 
family project because my you know my kids are basically the reason we started Basho Bash. Uh, it was never necessarily supposed to be a money thing, which is good because it hasn't been one. <laughs> I mean, we 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 look for donors and you know and you know patrons. We have our Patreon account and stuff like that, but it's not anything. It was never supposed to be like a income thing at, at the at this point. Hopefully, it will be down the line, but. Uh, so I really want, you know, Bash of Ash to continue being a family thing because, you know, my kids came up with a lot of the characters. We came up with the storyline for this first book as a family. So that's supposed to, we want that always to be kind of that oriented as a family project. Um, and then, but then as it gets bigger, you know, t more time goes into it. So we're trying to, you know, it's, it's tentacles, you know, kind of finding its way into the, the truck, you know, Silver Springs truck patch and also into, different projects as we have the podcast and stuff like that so do you do any um video illustrations i um like time lapse things um i will i'll do time lapse recordings of of almost everything i draw on the ipad i share a lot of that that's on cool. my youtube thing, that's so cool yeah. i didn't even know you had a channel oh you. yeah yeah what's I'll, that do you, wait give it a little plug real quick oh i gotta think about the um i'm sure i can find i it. think it's actually under my name still um, but it's if you go to it, it's it's more branded bash or bash stuff like that. But just look, Google my name Brian with a Y Motes, or not Google, but go to YouTube. Um, but if you go to you can go to bashobash dot com and find links to everything there, uh, or go to patreon dot com slash bashobash, and that will have uh, links to everything that we're we're doing as well. So you can go to the website um, just to kind of get a heads up on what we're doing. There's a blog there, and we also post all the podcasts there. Um, but uh, or you can just go to iTunes and Google or no, Google, Google nice iTunes. being on iTunes. Go, go to iTunes and, and just type in Basho Bash, and hopefully it'll be up. You know, it'll result in the searches. Um, they do have a, a a pretty good. I mean, they give everybody equal. I feel like their algorithms yeah, actually, are built. Like I, I don't like YouTube. I feel like it's getting sort of worse on their uh, really? just how just how you're gonna get organic reach. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I noticed that like on the, it's hard to keep up with though, but on the podcast, um, I'm about 15 episodes behind, but mm -hmm. I was doing thumbnails, gotcha. like custom, yeah, thumbnails, custom thumbnails and yeah. changing, you know, and, uh, I need to go back and get those caught up. But being like, I noticed like if let's say I do a thumbnail, a description and tags, mm -hmm. it gets way more views. Yeah. And if I don't do those things, it gets mediocre. Yeah. But, um, uh, I don't notice that on iTunes at all. Like my mm -hmm. iTunes and Spotify plays and downloads on Podbean, pretty consistent, pretty yeah. good. So, cool. Cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what you uh, did you go to the arcade uh, coffee shop today? Yeah, I went there on the yeah. way on the way here. Yeah, how's that? I haven't been by there yet. I like it. I like it a lot. They're they're. I mean, I love that they're roasting their own beans and it tastes great. It's actually really good. Um, I don't know the background on their roaster. Like I, I know, uh, I think. There used to be like that what Penny Lane or something in there mm -hmm. university or Penny University, right? And I, and I think that they were roasting some of their beans there. But I don't know if they're roasting all their beans there. But but as as I understand it, and I, this is not from the horse's mouth, so I think I'm I'm just kind of gleaning some stuff. I haven't talked to Emily about this, but uh, the the retro roast—that's what they're calling it. And I think that's that's all they serve in terms of coffee and espresso and stuff. It's stuff that they've roasted there. You know, next door, no. or wherever in the back, or something like that. I forgot, but it's it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, no, I haven't uh, I haven't checked it out. Uh, 
Fortunately, I have a trade going with Midtown Coffee. Gotcha. And uh, they, well, the uh, the guy that owns it had a motorcycle crash and like oh, no. broke his body pretty good. When like, was this? Uh, five, six weeks ago. Oh, it's really he was on the podcast, uh, right. Josiah Evans. But he and his wife trained at the gym, and um, like his sister started coming and stuff. So I guess got a little. Yeah. Agreement and yeah. go. I go by about every day and get a, a natural cold brew or something. Go. But I, I went there coffee. once one day. I was looking for um, just a place to go and do some drawing for a little while, and I hadn't been there yet, so I stopped in there. It was it was good, good coffee. They uh, I was surprised though, and they let me use the restroom, but they they don't have a restroom. They act yeah they 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 do, but they it's not public. Uh, yes, either way, yes, I, yes, either yes. I really sweet talked him. I don't know if this is the owner or not, but I really I was able to get back there. Hey, we, you're in a coffee shop. You got to use a restroom. That's <laughs> they have, um, yeah, and they've tried to deal. Uh, so like the over on El Paso, there's that coffee and cones. I hope I'm not revealing anything to that they haven't put out yet. But uh, there's that um, I forget like Stouffer's Coffee and Cones or Stover's or something. I can't yeah. remember what the name of it is, but yeah. it's uh, they rented that. And I guess those people are wanting to get out of it, and it's got a drive-through, oh. and like it's more of a chill outside spot. Gotcha. That they also have a uh, a trailer, so they're gonna maybe set the trailer up. But they're trying to get. They've been wanting to get another location for a while because mm-hmm. that is like the downfall is they don't have a bathroom and they don't have a a public bathroom and they don't have a drive-through, and. They do well, and I mean, I think that if they could solve either one of those two things, it would be great for them. Yeah, big time. Uh, But yeah, they're in the city mall. That's such a weird spot, man. It's It's it's, such a weird spot. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Meredith always tells me about the glory days of the city mall back when she was a kid. Yeah, you know, like that goodies has been in there my whole life, and I'm just like, I've never seen a customer in here. Mm -hmm. Like the entire time I've been an adult, like do you guys go whole days without selling things? Like how are you paying the rent? Mm -hmm. Like, Or you walk in this sad little ghost town of the inside, you know, when you walk through there, it's just. Well, yeah, three businesses have gone out of the city mall in the last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fredo's closed their doors. Serenity yoga closed their doors and um, nothing fancy. Yeah. Yeah, which was a good spot, and they cl- they like consolidated. Then the Opal Maze went out, and they kind of came back and did like a joined effort for yeah. a little while, and then they went out too. Yeah, did you ever get to eat at Opal Maze? I don't think so. Home cooking buffet, good stuff. It was good. Oh, it's like all of these veggies and casseroles, and mm-hmm, you get to the end, and there's a guy down there named Dennis, and he's like, "You want some pork loin? Maybe some some roast beef? What are you What are you thinking?" Right. It's like both yeah do i have to choose yeah, yeah so good it was it was really it's like sunday dinner yeah. top deal you know? can handle a buffet yeah. yeah yeah uh but they too i guess they they always got like weird health code violations i guess it's hard to do um a buffet like not i don't yeah. think anything um crazy but yeah. just like hey you know you can't have this open or like how they yeah. were you know Some r- risky health food violations but perhaps. not actually actual illnesses yeah. It's, uh, you know, city codes uh, can be weird. Like when we were like, uh, fortunately, we didn't do new construction. We remodeled. So they're like, yo, y'all are getting off easy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you call this easy? Yeah, it's easy hard. Yeah, I mean, literally, like they hit us with an additional, I think it was like $17,000 in code enforcement. Mm. 
And it was just like, oh, that's, uh, it was funny because like, I never bought commercial property. I'll go back to the bank and I'm like, well, you know, it turned out to be more than we thought. And, yeah. you know, it's going to, and it ended up like before it's all said and done, I had to go back. Like, it ended up being like $40,000 more than all the people had estimated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sub part of that city codes and just different things. And the bank was like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. Hmm. Commercial loans are easy. And I was just like, okay. Th- getting this house was ridiculously hard. Really? I will say that. Yeah. Um, we put down, I think, $7,000 or something. Like we yeah. had to borrow a little bit of money from yeah. family to put down on it. And it was, uh, it was interesting to like go through the whole process and not get, I mean, we got, I think I have, less than five percent on our rate but it wasn't the best rate right. and it was just like my credit score was great but core didn't have any right. we had just been married for a year our income at the gym since we're entrepreneurs is a little no. lower than mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know yeah so not to implicate ourselves on on the air but yeah. uh we we yeah. cut we're creative with the accounting and the yeah. cutting the corners and yeah. then we have a non-profit and yeah it's um it's nice to be able to reap the benefits of if we're going to have to pay a bunch of taxes, we can make a donation to the nonprofit and then mm-hmm. use that to kind of put back into the yeah. gym if we need to. Well, that's, um, that's just surviving. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you're not, I, there should, yeah, I, 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 uh, try to encourage people to feel not, don't feel guilt, you know, about that kind of thing because I don't, man, I don't, do you think okay that the IRS will not even be a thing like within our lifetime? That would be nice, but I'd probably not. I mean, it probably will be a thing still. I think, There's I think gonna... this fair tax uh, discussion I've heard more about in the last five years, and I'd never even thought about it until I, actually I want to say Mike Huckabee is the first person I heard talking about it. I'm really? not like a big proponent or fan of his. Right. Uh, other than that, like he put up this funny video in their last election race, and he, it was him and like it was snowing outside, and he was standing at a, a cemetery. Uh-huh. And he's like, sounds really. It sounds like a great comedy bit. Oh, it gets. Yeah. He's like, um, he's like, I always knew when I was running against Clintons in an Arkansas election that I would do okay if I could just beat the vote of everyone that was in the cemetery. I don't get it. But it's so ridiculous. basically, the Clintons have been accused of using people's names at oh. the polls who have been deceased. I don't know. It's unverifiable. Yeah, right. But I was just like, dude, that's why like, I have to pretext that I'm not a big Huckabee right. guy. But uh-huh. I'm like, I'm not a real big anybody guy. I, I would have right. voted for Gary Johnson. Right. Uh, but it's, uh, it, was, it was interesting uh, how he framed it all up. But he's talking about that fair tax all the time. That guy has the worst sense of humor. I'm sorry. But that, Gary Johnson? <laughs> or Huckabee. Mike Huckabee? Huckabee. He slaps a mean bass, though. Have you oh, seen him yeah, playing up there? <laughs> So what you yeah. said you played some music? You were in a band? Oh yeah, yeah. What for, what do you play? Uh guitar mostly and um just like rhythm kind of stuff and some finger picking kind of That's minor. me too. And then a little bit on the banjo, but but I've forgotten most of that. So I mean, you know, I wanted to get a, a mandolin for a man. Oh yeah. We had a mandolin that was stolen, but you know. Bummer. Yeah, we had all of our instruments stolen. All everything but the banjo on oddly enough. All the amps, everything, and they just left the banjo. Oh, which is man. funny to me. This is when but, you guys lived in Little Rock? Yeah, or? yeah. We were moving into a new house and everything just got swiped while we were, before we moved in. We moved most of our stuff in, uh, but, you know, the power wasn't on yet because we were kind of doing a quick move. And so one night, oh, no one was there and they broke in, took all the instruments, except for the banjo, took all the amps, took 
kids electronics stuff i think in other things like but uh oh and and that and my uh someone had just lent me their um wacom tablet good one too and it got stolen bummer i was really upset about that because it was they, they just let me borrow it man the luckily you guys weren't there you know, like yeah. it, this, uh, it's, it didn't hit as super close to home for me other than like this guy had been in my gym, but, um, one of our members dads, uh, and she's like in her thirties, two kids, um, and her husband's a police detective here in Russellville and her dad lived in, and mom and dad lived in Michigan and her dad is murdered in a home invasion. Oh, and they were like, uh, he was able to, I want to say that he either wounded or, or killed the invader before his wife got like, I mean, it was a bad deal. Like, but, uh, was it was terrible. Yeah, I know. I mean, and that's like, every time I hear somebody say something, they got something stolen. I'm like, I was just thinking yesterday, I was like laying in bed, going to sleep last night, like assessing where all of my guns were yeah. in case anything ever happened. And I'm thinking, I, it's just weird. Like it was so much easier when I lived in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm like, well, you know, I got, can get, have some renter's insurance if I want. If mm. things get stolen, you know, I feel like the apartment place is going to be at somewhat of some fault if somebody kicks my door in. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not, but. It, it just you. I'd feel about it totally differently now that I have this house, and all of this stuff in it, and it's like, man, I've I've had friends all, that have been broken into. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you cross your cross your fingers that won't happen here. Or yeah, anywhere again. But yeah, no. So we, but yeah, the the um, the band question. Yeah. So Meredith and I started a little duo in Fayetteville. You know, I think before we were even were we dating yet? I can't remember if we were dating first and then started playing, or vice versa. I think about it hard enough, I can get it, but I waste a lot of time. But so the, um, and then a bunch of friends came on board, and we played for a while and recorded and stuff like that, and and uh, put out a CD. And then shortly after that, we were done. We went to we went on a small tour, like up to Nebraska. I think that's as far as we got. Cool, just kind of you like folk style or yeah, like? Well, yeah, like sort of darkish, dark folk kind of, not too not folky folk, like as in like traditional. Um, Hulk. Yeah, it's more. It's more of a acoustic. See, yeah, that's how you might have seen my guitars hanging yeah, on the yeah, wall. Yeah. Those. Uh, I just got that twelve string. Uh, man, the Facebook Marketplace. Good is, stuff. Is yeah. They, yeah. If, and two, if you're ever looking for stuff for do it yourself. Um, I actually have seen a lot of good materials in there. It, it, again, I couldn't really move without like creating a whole uh, orchestrating this great sequence of truck and timing and you know I guess. yeah so i just like i just give up on it yeah that's um i uh you uh you know what a jimbe is i've been showing oh, this yeah. to a few podcast yeah. Yeah. guests i mm-hmm. scored that on the marketplace just a while nice. back man nice it's like cover too buffalo uh buffalo hide head so oh yeah pretty cool it's it got nice. a super deep tone mm-hmm. to the handle on the side looks like it, it does i think mm-hmm. it's more of um like you put a strap for your shoulder mm-hmm. but hundred bucks. Nice. Uh, that's like, but this is like a, a $400 drum. Nice. Somebody was just needing to get rid of it. And I almost bought some bongos they had. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to spend that much money on it, but yeah. I was like, I've been wanting one for a long time. I bought one in Eureka Springs for $19 oh, at a Memorial Day sale. And we're nice. pretty sure that they sold it to us because 
it was it was like a hundred dollars retail online, really? and I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that, nineteen dollars. <laughs> so yeah, but I that twelve string hanging on the wall in there, I got on the Facebook Marketplace, nice. and I, I saw somebody selling a, a Takamini. I always wanted one too, yeah. and I play it less than anything I have. I, uh, this I don't know why it sounds beautiful, but yeah. um, I saw somebody selling a Takamini that was like you know it was used and it had a, a hard shell case with it in there something for like four hundred bucks, and I was yeah. like. <laughs> I bought that. I bought that twelve string, which is an acoustic electric with an onboard tuner and a hard shell case for like I want to say like two seventy five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, I paid cash for that other Takamini in there back when I was working that job uh, right after high school and making decent money, and I paid cash for it and and got them. I tried to say the fr stop saying the phrase Juden down. Oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's a good that's a racist phrase. Yeah, yeah, you want to get that out. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I never even thought too. about it yeah. until I saw a movie. Or if um, you've been gypped. Oh, yeah. Oh, like gypsy? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it's a derogatory. Isn't it crazy? Like, I don't know. I, I, I've just been talking about I remember the first racist joke I was told as a kid about O.J. Simpson. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, there, I, Probably in the last five years, there was I it, an old joke from my youth popped in my head. I want to say it was about five years ago, maybe even less than that. Sadly, you know, I'm 41 years old now. I should have I, I should have gotten I turned 31 last I week. I should have gotten a clue 20 years ago, but I, but about some jokes and things and things like chewing down and jipping like that. But yeah. no, there was one that that I didn't even tell ever tell the joke anymore. But I tell the punchline because it just is something easy to say. I I want to go into it, but. And I was, man, I keep on repeating the punchline to this racist joke. I need to stop that. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm nearly forty years old. Isn't like, but it, uh, it's self awareness or just awareness of others. I mean, it, it's, I never thought about it. And then like one day, I was just like, actually, I saw this movie uh, with of all people. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's called School Ties. It's got Brendan Fraser in it and some other famous actors, but. Um, he's this like famous quarterback and goes to this prep school. Okay. Well, he's a Jew. Right. So, um, he gets there and like the first night he's there, someone says like, I'm going to Jew you down or some, something right. like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. and then he was just like, Oh, they hate Jews, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, Oh man, yeah. like, like honestly, like seeing that, I never even thought about it. Like right. I, like my dad grew up going to flea markets and stuff and yard sailing. Mm. And it's just it's like part of the nomenclature. It was. And I'm still like, even in the history books, it's like, I cannot fathom as much anti-Semitism as it existed all throughout history. I don't even understand it. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, is this all over the Jesus thing? Right. Like, what's going on yeah, here? It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, far deeper than I'll, I'll ever. I, well, and I just saw today in Germany, um, Jews are having a difficult time right now. Mm -hmm. They're oh, yeah. they're marching on um, on the Capitol, uh, and they they were warned not warned not like the state mandate or anything, but deterred from wearing their beanie uh -huh. their skull caps. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the the actual the Jewish name that they call him, but um, is it Yamaka? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but 
that is uh, like as soon as I read that like anyone was deterring them from wearing that, which is, uh, like, is it, obviously a cultural symbol. Right. Is it like for you know for your own good, so you don't identify yourself? You should stop wearing these. Basically, or? there's been attacks on Jews in larger cities, uh, like on the streets and stuff. Oh, attack! Atta- race atta- like attacks. racist, like no, uh, like no, hey, I'm assaulting you, whatever. I thought you were saying there was attacks. Yeah. Like are they yeah. like well, you will pay you extra. That's like that yeah. cannot be. That's funny. Um, there's been like a, a I, I, yeah, and I was about. so so. I just saw that today, and I was so surprised to see it. And I was like, because someone had just also turned in a paper on um, Adolf Hitler in concentration camps, where they turned in papers today. Yeah. And it's going to be the bane of my existence the next few days. Can you imagine, yeah. Yeah, I was just like the the test. I was grading super fast, and I started to grade one of the papers, and I got like a page in. I was like, "This is five pages, <laughs> man." I'm done. Didn't do this for ten minutes already. Grading okay. essays, uh, it's interesting. I know that I could do that myself. Yeah, I wonder. This just so Meredith does a fair amount of substituting, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a good gig, um, somewhat. Eh, yeah, I've get considered doing it in the past. Yeah, it depends on just depends on the grade. I mean, if it's it's, it's yeah. basically it's anything from kindergarten to high school, and um, even special ed stuff. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. um, we call them like contained classrooms. Yeah, or alternative school and school mm-hmm. suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, it's good because it's it's frequent. It's frequent-ish. It's most you know it's mo- it's usually at least you know two or three or, or four times a week. But um, but uh, you know, does she have to do any grading or anything like that? No, that's nice. Mostly just kind of make, like, making sure they don't die in the classroom. <laughs> basically. Yeah. I mean, there's te- there's plenty of teaching. There's definitely teaching involved, and there's plenty of dis- you know uh, you know the disciplinary side of of being a teacher. You know, like just making sure the kids are the being class. good. You know, behavioral issues and stuff like that. So it doesn't pay well at all. That's for sure. It doesn't. There's not really any benefits, but it is. A relatively steady stream of money so but it, um there's also i know for from her telling me that there are there are upsides to it too just you know there's that uh you know you can you can be somewhat of an influence and the kids seem to really like her a lot and in all grades you think they're in the high in high school they seem to be um they have you have to get over the kids have to like spend the first part of the day uh, testing her, you know, testing her, like, you know, poking a little fun at her clothes, at her shoes. But then like, you know, she, she won't go in for that. She'll like, you know, she'll like, she has a really great skill. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But then at the end of the day, they, they seem to be like really quite engaged with her. Like, you know, like they're quite into her being there. Uh, but, and I think it's cause she has a great skill in diffusing. She's a really great diffuser. She's able to like, uh, you know, turn things around and make them see what they are doing and kind of, they realize, okay, I don't, I can't really pull that off with this teacher. First of all, and like this, you know, I can't take this, this, like say I'm Joe class clown, whatever. And I normally, when the substitutes come, I take control of the classroom. You know, because I'm the I'm the humorist of the room and I'm I'm the biggest personality, but she's able to like actually kind of like f- make them face what they're doing in a really neat way, and totally turn that off. 
It's really neat. Without like demoralizing yeah, or yeah. threatening. She's not like a like a I'll send you to the principal or like you little jerk. I I, I had a, cl- a teacher that ran things in a similar way when I was in high school and she's actually had moved back here from Houston to take care of her mom in Russellville. Her name was Nancy Coslett. Um, and I've tried to see if I couldn't find where she was or what she was doing since, but she was such a, a unique approach and would do that. And then she wasn't all about, and she cussed like a sailor, <laughs> but she was uh, not all about like getting the principal involved. Yeah. Like one day I remember there was a guy in there and this like athlete and he and he, he went on to get in some trouble. I don't even know if he graduated. I know he got kicked off the senior basketball team mm-hmm. for like something, um, something drug related. I want to, I want to say, but I remember we were in 10th grade, uh, pre AP English and this was her first like week on the job. Mm-hmm. And we had never, like, we just had all like mild teachers coming up, you know, and this lady's like, he was doing something. There was a kid in there we called Fonzie because he always wore it, my leather jacket. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we were bullying him by calling him Fonzie yeah. in hindsight. It like wasn't. I wasn't really on like, a, but that was just like what everybody called him. And mm-hmm. like, he wasn't a popular kid and it wasn't a good name to be calling him or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't cause he was cool. Right. And, uh, like she picked up on this and she goes, you, you stand up, you tell this entire class you're an asshole. <laughs> and he's like, stands up, just like ghostly look on his face. And it's like, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and then sits down and like, that was it. Like, then oh, it was like, great. she was a legend after that uh-huh. point, you know, oh, it was just like, best. I remember she, I t- turned a term paper for her and like, I, I wrote it on Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. I was, I was an emotional and it was like you know i put all this work into it and it was all like hey miss coslett you know how'd i do on my paper i'm almost done i mean she like never turned the papers back to us and like it's like last day of school and i'm like so do you know what my grade was she was like oh yeah a (laughs) hundred and i was just like oh so you liked it it was good she was like uh yeah you made an a so don't worry about it. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. We'll see you later. That, that one you did on... Uh, yeah, it was it was Mussolini? funny. Uh, 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 Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was funny. I don't know if she even... And now that I'm like teaching, I'm just like... Somebody asked me today, they're like, did you even read my stuff on the back? I was like, looks good. Like, I, I read through it. It seemed to have the main five things I was looking for. And did I read it word for word? No. no. Did it seem like it had any fake fake facts and stuff you made up in there? No. Do you come to class all the time and you have an A right now? Yes. Yeah. So maybe I let it a little less, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, it is um, some some students like the stuff that they pull on the answers. Oh, I'm just bet. like, there was one today. It was like IDs. It's like a who, what, when, where, why. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he just did like little dashes and then like a few words like yeah and two he did like five of those uh-huh. and two of them said the same thing like number one number four said give, give france a constitution or something <laughs> like that and one of them on one of them just said france france i was like okay so where we got that and it's like we're doing french revolution which is 1780s and yeah. 90s he was like 1300s oh wow yeah like every time i see stuff like that i'm just baffled yeah 
I'm so, like, uh, you know, I was like, I remember one time, like I, I finished my whole logic test and sat there for like 55 minutes because I was hung up on one question. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, I know. Like, and, and I, like I, some of my students that are good students went like, they go through that period. Like, I just can't remember this one. Mm -hmm. And they get every other one right. And it's yeah. like a fill in the blank. And yeah, well, I always do bonus points so they can still. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that's helpful. So, well, my last test, I graded a little bit on a curve because mm -hmm. it was just a net, like uh, that finally, and then I started actually taking attendance points and we got. I think this time everybody got done super fast. I didn't okay. do an essay this time either. Gotcha. So there we go. Those essay, yeah, I did. I they did writing IDs, but man, those essays I guess take way longer than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. For some people, if you're me, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, just so many different brain types out there. It's it's the thing. It's like you know, you some are just are ready are easy. Some kids or young people are are you know going to just nail an essay, like Meredith essay queen i felt like but i was i was good any at essay form, writing. any other form of of testing you know it's more, way more challenging yeah take the same class well it's, it's interesting too I'm, i talk about gardner's multiple intelligences a lot for a fascinating model i talk about it for jujitsu and martial arts but um like today there was a girl in there that's like oh finals are coming up and she had like like a little plastic box with a lid full of note cards. And she's made all these flashcards for all of her classes. And I was like, I don't work that way, but you work that way. And I see that you have a system here and this is great. I was like, this is like, they wanted me to do this for my master's thesis when I was doing all my, they wanted to do the note card system. One of my um, advisors had done that when he was getting his master's thesis. So, but uh, yeah, man, we'll, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Sure. We've got an awesome conversation. Thanks for taking the time to come on out. My and, pleasure. Uh, you know, leave the, the patches and the, the garden and everything everything behind and the yeah. the non-brooding chickens. Yeah. But uh, it's been awesome sitting down. Maybe um, you can either have you and Meredith back on together. Meredith, I can do multiple setups. Yeah. Um, I was wanting to, like, hey, I'm trying to balance more female guests. It's, it's that way it's not a bro-cast. Right, yeah. That's but, good. um... Yeah, get, get Marathon, because she's wicked smart. She really is. Uh, like, blow your mind. Does it does it get stuff. your heart rate jacked up watching her get punched in the face? Uh, no, it's it's actually really exciting, exciting because I know how much she loves it. She so does. So if she gets hit, I don't I mean, I care, obviously. She's, so, she's very, um, in a positive, constructive way, like hard on herself mm -hmm. when she's like learning something new, like, oh, right. I, I see, why can't I do it? I know what you're saying. Uh -huh. And it's just like, yeah, that is getting your body to convert information into physical movements mm -hmm. is not easy f for me or a lot of people. Some people it comes naturally, but, um, yeah, I'd love to. I'm having another guest on that, uh, that we're going to be talking about. Um, they run a nonprofit for autism, okay. uh, like for yeah. like support group and stuff. A, a girl named Allie Tomlinson. She's bringing another girl. Um, but uh, definitely, I guess see, with Meredith, you just don't run into people that have. Well, just like what you're what you're doing, it's like bold thing. Like I have this history thing going on, but previously when people were like, "You work at a martial arts gym," right, yeah. like like. And I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like chokes too, <laughs> yeah. kicks, all, all those things. Yeah. Like Bruce Lee, yeah, that you know, sure, sure. whatever you want. Muhammad, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's one of the neat things about 
people in general, but you know, you and also Meredith is like, <clears throat> you're, 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 his, both of you are history buffs in, in your, in your own different ways. And, and you see the relevance of, you know, having a rich intellectual life, but, uh, or not just the relevance, but the, how it's just essential to life, but also you want to kick some people <laughs> and you want to punch and you want to, and you want to, uh, have this intense physical self and and she's discovering it later in life uh but you know she's embracing it fully i think that's so neat and you know like i i hope to get there someday at some point i'm not necessarily gonna go your guys's direction but you know i, I have to get back on the bike i like to yeah she lot, said so. you're into science because i just yeah. asked her in passing i was like hey you know does brian want to because i was like when you're done signing the shirt i was like does he want to choke people or hit things <laughs> right. or anything like that right. um no, but I just she's like, go no, fast. It's, it's you know, it's more into cycling, and I'm like, there's like a lot of my guys that do stuff, or like, there's like a lot of good trails around here to ride yeah. mountain biking, and yeah. you it's do all more of time, you know. I, I don't, I don't do more of anything really. I haven't been on my bike since I've moved. I got my my bike actually got stolen oh, at my man. apartment. I had a, a commuter, like a hybrid, more of a like a road bike mm -hmm. with like some thicker ply tires on yeah. it, but it was a great, super light. Oh, uh, yeah, it was KHS. I, I really, really liked it and had yeah. done some upgrades to it. But yeah, just one one day I pulled up after morning class and got out and I noticed it wasn't there. And I'm like, well, I wonder how long it's been gone. Yeah. Man. I hadn't ridden it in like a couple of weeks or something it's just because of weather. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, I just, I just haven't been, I can't find the, the time. And, and the, it's, I, I'm like most people, you know, I, if I'm going to do it, I really want to do it well. I'm not a recreational, just get out every so often, you know, once a month kind of thing. If I'm going to start riding, I want to ride it often. I've got my dad's old bike. It was, you know, it was just a beautiful uh, race, road bike, racing bike, Richie. Um, and uh, I mean, it's just, it begs to be ridden. Uh, and it begs to be ridden fast. But I just don't, I mean, I, I can't get anywhere and spend that amount of time this in this time of my life i'm not able to like put the bike in the car i don't even have a rack or anything so disassemble yeah. the bike put it and stuff it in the car drive to here to russellville and into the trails there's so many dogs out there and you know i had to ride a long dirt road to get to the nearest pay road uh which is my bike yeah, is not made for dirt, yes exactly for that gravels. commuter i couldn't ride it on gravel either yeah. i so, could i could hit it in town on any surface but like gravel was not yeah. not a good fit i'm afraid i'm gonna crack the frame or something in this case it's it's a it's a racing bike it's made for roads and roads alone so i know if i really really wanted to get back on the bike i would and i could if i just really forced it but uh you know free time is non-existent so i'm one day that'll open up, I'm sure, and I'll get back on the bike. Well, I got. Um, do you like cycling at all? Do you ever watch any cycling? On on like on TV and stuff, mm -hmm, like yeah. Tour de France or anything. When I can't, when I, I haven't had actual like TV, like cable. Yeah, TV well, you Yeah. So it's like one of those things where, I, you know, I might look up some videos on on YouTube or on. I just know, can follow in passing, but um, there's a documentary on Netflix I'll recommend to you okay. um, called Icarus. Like, I think I know about that, fine. but I don't know that it's, I um, it. Okay, it's actually about a, it's a conspiracy uh, that's been proven uh, about a state-run Russian doping program. So you know all about the yeah. Russian athletes. Mm -hmm. Well, this all started because this guy was a cycler, um, cyclist. Mm -hmm. well, I can't remember which one you call yeah. him. Yes. Okay, so cyclist, and he... Um, 
he wants to he does this race it's an amateur race mm -hmm. and he um he places and i think like the top 25 maybe mm -hmm. does somewhat well and he's been cycling his whole life and um and i had a bad accident earlier and this is i think he's in his like early 30s later 20s or something and um he's wanting to, he's documenting it and then so he wants to get a doctor to dope him so his the whole study is like after the Lance Armstrong. So Lance Armstrong was on Joe Rogan's podcast, right, okay. and the guy that busted Lance Armstrong like a week apart were on Joe wow. Rogan's podcast. Whoa. So those in companion with this Icarus documentary, which goes, it just takes this weird turn. It starts off as a documentary about this guy who's cycling. He wants to start taking injections. He wants to see mm -hmm. if him doing all the doping is going to make him place. It, the top 10 instead of the top 30. So he, he wanted to do it more as an experiment than anything. It, yeah, yeah. And he had never done any steroids or anything. Yeah. So um, that part of the documentary goes off in a different direction. Yeah. But the whole, the guy that he starts getting to, that he's working with, is the Russian doctor. And mm -hmm. during their whole thing, mm -hmm. this dude has a state like a shift in like guilt or whatever. And it's like, I'm a bad man. I've been doing all this for Russia and oh, blah, blah, wow. blah. And we did this and I've been doping these athletes for this long. And oh, wow. Yeah. Check that out. So uh, that guy, the doctor is now in witness protection in the United mm. States. <laughs> I imagine so. Yeah. It's, it, it's a, it's a sad story, but it's a very interesting. If you're into cycling at all, I bet mm. if you ever um, are working around the yard or thing, I, like anymore, why I like don't use much YouTube and use the podcast app is so I can, um, I put it in my phone or put my earbuds in. I'm listening to podcasts while I'm moving around. History on Fire is one I just started listening yeah. to. It's so good. I told Meredith about it, but um, this guy named Danelli Bellelli, he's a historian. Oh, I heard you mentioned that on... Uh, was oh, Hope. yeah, Hope. Yeah, we, yeah man. Oh, I, I just watched name. these can't three episodes, name. and they're just like gut-wrenching. I'm like her. I'm like, that name can't be real. Yeah. <laughs> Danelli Bellelli. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. funny, dude. But. Well, man, again, cool. thanks for um, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Tell uh, tell Meredith we said hello, and Real. you know we'll have to uh, have to get back together someday. We'll do. Sounds good. All right, wrap it up.